exactly what you did. <laughs> My notes are wrong. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Glorious Bastards Podcast, where we talk about spirituality, news, and how two-thirds of us are on TikTok now. So, that's the thing. Uh, my name is Michael Basinger. With me are Old Gungaloo himself, Brad Polly. Howdy. Uh, Matt Polly. I'll give the Chinese my information. And together we are the Glorious Bastards. <laughs> Fuck you. Fuck off. Yeah. So... Oh shit! I just uh, I I just realized I didn't check the settings, so I'm gonna go and check the settings now. <laughs> We're good. We're good. Good news, guys. We are recording properly. So. Thank God. Let me go ahead and save the rest Ten, of the recording. Tens of you are happy. Yes. Um. Uh, announcements. Live event. Oh, live event. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> See this. I update. I love how we're putting on a live event, dude, and nobody could give up. Dude, I edited this document to have the live event on it. I opened the document. It's gone. Just fucking gone. Same with my opening line. I don't even remember what it was. I said, make up the TikTok shit on my own because my computers won't sync correctly now. I don't know what those improv classes. What's your ticky tacky, Mikey? Uh, I probably I think it's just MJ basing. (laughs) I love you. Don't know. 69 mil. I mean, I'm not posting anything yet. No, I'm not posting anything. So we should just, do some stuff together. We'll do some duets. Okay. <laughs> Boy, you're really selling that. I'm an ideas man, Michael. I think I proved that with Mountain. Um, yeah. So, live event. Tell me more about this thing that I need to know about. <laughs> Pretend um, like I'm. Here. Michael needs to know <laughs> when to the, when to show f- up five minutes before. Yeah. Uh, what what, uh, what are we doing? Okay, smoking. All right, there, buddy. Smoking and the bandit. Corvid. Uh, April you do 9th. Not have COVID. Oh my God. April 9th, Bloomington, Indiana. Tickets are on sale via Eventbrite. Albert Eventbrite. Eventbrite. Uh, the Christian we have, version we of have Eventbrite. links on our Twitter. We have links on our Instagram bio. We have links on our Facebook page. We have links in the pub. Um, Bro, why are you on so Facebook fucking, too? Right? Why are your ears so fucking red? Because they had fucking headphones, headphones on. on. Your ears are probably red too. Not yeah. like that. I'm warm. All right. That's why I took my sweater off. Dude, it literally <laughs> looks like so, like somebody used a pink highlighter on your ear. So what? What? What are you excited about for the live event? What, what, what's really got your goose going for it? I, we're just having one. Just trying to mix up the conversation about it. <laughs> yeah. But what? Is there anything you're looking forward to? We did have a meeting. We had a meeting, guys. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah, I about, about, about dropped Brad off in the middle of Morgan County. Yeah, for fuck reason. Brad about had to walk uh, Dude, on. I'm going to get in trouble. He's going to walk tonight if we start talking about this. I'm just going to tell <laughs> you right now. Well, let's, let's not talk about it. We've At least wait till the last five minutes. Um, anyway. <laughs> if um, you want to have this fight, we can So, <laughs> yeah, live event. Uh, tickets are 10 bucks. That's why I was trying to get out. 10 bucks to get you in. Uh, and we're not keeping, like, that's not money that's going to yeah, pay it's our going weed habits or whatever like it's weed habits or bourbon habit it's literally going towards the cost of the life of, of the life yeah. we're, we're getting we're there'll getting be door stuff. prizes yeah there'll be prize prizes i don't know what the difference is um one we give it the door the other we've one. got some really great we got one uh we've very got large good surprise shit coming hoping. so <laughs> yeah so. um Get your anyway, ticks. so there'll be there'll be some some surprises. Get your ticks so you can see I some totally dicks. Forgot about that. Yeah, oh. um, yeah. We spent like forty five minutes the other night at dinner, just focusing on it. one just giveaway on that package. one gift that's and going it, to a specific person. Yeah, like, like yeah, it's rigged. We're definitely giving de- it to this one part's person. definitely rigged. I mean, I, that gift is rigged. Yep, that's so, already got a winner. Let's hope they it's don't you. even know it. Yeah. Um, uh, anyway, yeah, tickets everywhere you can find us on. 
um, you have to have a ticket to come Mm -hmm. and you need to be fucking vaccinated. Yeah, and yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. You're and also going to need masks because yes, Monroe, Monroe County, County, does yeah. Monroe County has a mask. And probably still and will by then. You don't have to wear it when you're drinking or right. eating. So Which just I'm assuming you'll be doing one of those two things while you're there because I've yeah. met you people. So, I got so. snacks lined up. I talked to our snack. snacks. There I, are talked snack to our, I talked to our snack lady today. Hi, Sarah. Jeez, and the uh, manager, one of the managers at Switchyard is going to hook us up with some sixtles of uh, different brews. The manager. Yeah. Oh, Mr. Manager? Mr. Manager at Switchyard, yeah. Okay. All right, let's go into our next So let's get your tickets. Um, yep. uh, it will be an Ask a Pastor episode. I don't know if we've said that yet. So yeah. have some fucking interesting questions yeah. besides fuck, Mary kill, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the three yeah. amigos. I'm not doing fuck, Mary kill. Do you want to just... do fuck, Mary kill, the three amigos right now? Yeah, let's do it. I don't remember the name. Kill I know Chevy Chase because he's a complete sack of shit. Uh, I gotta I'd ki- marry I, Steve Martin. I, gotta, I would marry Steve. No, I gotta kill. I would marry Martin Short. No, I'd really? kill Martin Short. I can't fucking stand that guy. <laughs> what do you got against Martin Short? Oh, dude, I, the, I don't know. The the, uh, the 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 uh, the show that they've got only murders in the building with oh, yeah. Selena Gomez. It's fucking great, is it? It's really good. Mandy and I watched the first episode the other night. It's fucking I love fantastic. Them. They're great. They're great, and Selena Gomez is amazing in it. I, I no. want it. I would. I would marry Steve Martin, and I would. I guess fuck Martin Short and yeah, kill Chip. Yeah, no, that's that's probably right. Yeah. I would agree with that. Actually, okay, this is yeah. a valid question about the live event. Uh, does the venue require vaccination, or no. are you checking cards at the door? I know who all's coming. I guess I can just email you all. <laughs> it's not like a U two concert. I mean, yeah, I don't think we're going to be checking cards at the door. Um, but just don't be a dick. If you if, if 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 you're not vaccinated, you're not welcome. Well, there. So vaccination or a negative test in the last two days is what most places. Oh, are doing, sure. So yeah, go for it. We'll do that, too. The, the venue does not re- require that. But Bloomington does require you wear a mask. Um, yeah, that's regardless. Yeah. yeah. So um, and we may be checking stuff, honestly. I mean, I, I'm, we, work, I'm working yeah. at a bouncer. Yeah, we're trying to find a bouncer <laughs> who will do tickets and. Uh, I maybe potentially we're not a, sure a yet. Semi aggressive pat downs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We have an interrogation room. Pinkston's going to be there. So I volunteer for his, his pat down. Yeah. Okay. It's going to be rough too. All right, let's go to the next segment. <laughs> and I'm not wearing rubber gloves. <laughs> wow. So the answer is, Janet, we're not really sure about the, if we're going to check for him or not. Maybe. Maybe we'll use the honor system. Hey, what are you drinking now? What a... What's going on, buddy? Did you lock up? Michael. Um, no, no, no I, was, I was reading. My plus one is raw dog in the atmosphere. So I need to let him know. She can't come really to well the show. put, honestly. Raw dog in the atmosphere. That's really well put. Man, that that really might be the hashtag, and it's only like a little tiny part of the show. Wow. Um, you know, I don't know. Could we maybe see if this person could give us proof of a negative test in the last in the couple days leading up to the? Yeah, I don't know. This is this is what we should have been actually been talking about during our <laughs> meeting. <laughs> All right. What? Do, okay, Janet. Well. Slide into our DMs. We'll we'll talk about it more. Um, let's go. <laughs> what are you drinking? What's going Tell on? Your... What did we talk about? Who <laughs> knows? I don't fucking know. 
Oh, I do. Oh, I do. <laughs> yeah, I do remember that. Oh my god. Um, I'm drink. So uh, I'm drinking. I'm on like a second one of these. Oh, uh, that's, did, that's fucking good. Uh, founders, I found it today. <laughs> found it today. Uh, founders at uh, All Day Haze, their session hazy idea. Dude, it's so, really good. Yeah. You could crush that's those. The point. It's a session. I mean, that's the point. Um, their session IP, the normal session, the All Day Camper. What's it called? All just called All Day. Oh yeah, IP. okay, yeah. It's, <clears throat> it's got the camper van or whatever. Yeah, that's on. great. Um, it's yeah, that's also good. But this is exceptionally good too. And then I also had, uh, I bought a bottle of Old Forester eighteen ninety seven bottled and bond bourbon. It's one of those. I've had most of the old Forester variants, but um, <laughs> varietals maybe is a better way of putting. That. Yeah, variants. <laughs> variants. Stay away from the word variant. Um, it's the I got 18- the old Forester variant. Eighteen ninety seven bottled in bond. So and it's it's really delicious. It is good. I had some yeah. of that weird mm-hmm. smoking a cigar today. Eighteen ninety six bottles of really bond. Good. Nope. Eighteen ninety five. And Michael, you had something. Else, I'm drinking sort of sour me pomegranate passion fruit and plum by Duclaw. You like it? I dude, I chugged that yeah, shit. It was good. delicious. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm having a puppy slumber party from Metazoa Brewing yeah. Company in Indy. Peanut butter milk stout. It's good. Um, yeah, like really not a ton of peanut butter. Yeah, which is which is what great because a lot of those are like yeah. Really sweet. I do want to say, so Janet, I'm though. really happy you're coming to the to the live event. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I haven't Same seen her in like what's it been three, probably four, since the third twenty years. Yeah, feels like it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, that's Patrick, what, how that's what dare drinking. you? What are we drinking? God, he changed his fucking profile pic to me, looking like a pedophile. You're listening to Look on the Bright Side with uh, Mr. Brightside himself, Matthew. Yeah, Polly, you know, I was Esquire. fine until I saw his fucking goddamn. And I can't even comment on it because I'm banned from Facebook. <laughs> oh, yeah, Matt for seven days. That was, oh, oh yeah, so Matt gets banned from Facebook, and then all of a sudden, I'm the fucking bad guy. Yeah. And I, that, gets, that, was, that was really what t- that was. I mean, Brad was definitely poking the bear before that, but when Matt. F- Got banned on Facebook. It was all downhill from there. It was kind of almost downhill when you got in the car. <laughs> yeah, and left. he like, like he started trying to push the SOS button on my Volkswagen. I'm like, it, like so so I, I couldn't even drive. What would I couldn't even focus on driving because I had to swat your fucking hands away yep, from the controls. It's true. God, thank you, Michael, for confirming <laughs> oh that. Oh my god, it was so fun. No, yeah. it fucking. I went home feeling great. I'm glad I went home feeling great. I went home angry and went to bed angry and woke up angry. Which is definitely my fault there, Mr. Dow. This time it was. <laughs> Dow, hey, Matt. I didn't say I knew anything about it or was practicing it. I can just, so literally, me. that's the subtitle of somebody who doesn't know anything about the Dow talking that's about right. the Dow. Bro- brother, you got to learn to laugh at yourself, man. Okay. Man, I, I wasn't. it wasn't me that was All the right, problem. All right, we're in bright side. <laughs> we are in bright side. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of being zen, uh, I had a couple of good days at work. Um. <sighs> So I, st- I downloaded Thich Nhat Hanh's Plum Village. Plum Village. It's a good app. Plum Village app. It's a good um, app. Yeah. I mean, it's... And, and so they have a thing where... And a lot of these apps have these... Just a mindfulness bell that you can put on your phone that will ding, and you can set it for whatever interval. I've got it every hour from 8 to 6. Basically while I'm at work. Right. And obviously, obviously you don't hit every one because you're busy doing stuff, and you don't hear it in your pocket going, boom. Yeah. But... Um, whenever I see it, I do the three in breaths, breathing in, I know I'm breathing out and I do three out breaths, breathing out, I know I'm breathing out no matter what's going on. Um, I, 
I don't know if it worked, but it kind of worked. Like I, yeah, I, you guys know, I, my work the last month has been a pile of dog shit. I mean, it has been dreading every day, hating every day. I'm every second I'm there. I didn't have that Monday and Tuesday. I have no explanation for that because I still had, I still had work to do. We were shorthanded both days. Uh, I was, you know, on lines that I, I know, but haven't worked on in a minute and things are a little different, but it's where I started. So there's a little difference there, but at least it was just something different. I don't do I don't do change very well. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I mean, you find that shocking. <laughs> um, Tell us about this new development in Matland. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, Patrick Gott says you, work didn't get better. You got better. But anyway, and so I told you guys Monday I went into work and my name on the overtime draft list for like. Was so I was like, oh shit! Here I, we go. I was like, oh, life <laughs> told you. I, I literally woke up to that message. I was like, oh Christ! Well, I sent you. I sent you guys. Here like, we go. Well, all I sent was the picture that I was like, oh, this bodes. Per- this bodes well for me. Yeah. And I think Michael had put oof. Yeah, you did. And then I was just like, oh god. Yeah. It's all gonna. Do- it's the whole day is gonna slide. So down. I was on. I was on call Sunday and then Wednesday, Thursday. You're only on call once every five weeks because there's five of us. But still, it feels like you're on call all the time. Yeah. Um, Sunday, Wednesday, Thursday. So I, I saw my name Monday morning circled on the Wednesday. I was like, ah, fuck, because the other shift's got a guy that's leaving. He's retiring, so he's basically fucked off. He's taking vacation days and, like, just not there. And so if one more guy calls in, you're getting called in. And I was <clears> – <throat> honestly, after I sent that message to you guys, I, 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 sat with, I wasn't even angry. I just saw it, and I was like, a little bit of dread – and by the end of the day, I just had accepted it. And I think I told you guys, like, I'm not going to even try to buy trouble here. There's no reason to. No. Um, which even me admitting that is a step in the <laughs> step in the right direction. And so I uh, even last night after I left work, I I think you told you today. I was like, I wasn't even gonna be mad if I got called. And I kind of was expecting it. I didn't. Thank God. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. The last three years, it's been a weird mental experience for me because it's not. It's been positive. Can't explain why, other than I'm. I download Technon's app. I don't. I don't know. I mean, it shit works. I, I, I know. I've said I, a couple weeks. Yeah. Ago or something like mindfulness and meditation. It worked. Literally saved my. It's yeah. saving my life. I know. Like literally know. saving my life. <laughs> <clears throat> so the idea is. So, to, so the idea for me is to do it in times when I'm doing nothing. That way, when it comes time for me to have to do it. To bring myself yeah. back into the moment, I can do it. Yeah, and more. It's more. You have to odd. practice when you're when a yeah. good mood. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So in the last two or three days, that's what yes. I've been doing. Yeah. And like I said, I don't hit them all. That's yeah. And that's not the point. No. I just yeah. Cool. All right. Nice. Brad, what do you got? Hey, Facebook user, log in, dipshit. Herp derp itty derp derp the derp derp herp derp itty derp. I got a new one for that. I feel like this might be copywritten. I'm trying to talk over it. Yeah, can you just it? turn it the fuck no, no, no. off? Is it? I don't think so. Okay. I found it on oh. fucking YouTube. I mean, okay, it's just checking. Uh, <laughs> is it my turn? Yeah, yeah, it's your turn. Go, Brad. What? What was yours? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm, I'm basically, I'm basically kidding. the Buddha now. That's what my. Oh, was. that's fucking great, boy. <laughs> is that what you wanted to hear? Can't wait. On Buddha and can't wait for Friday, buddy. Right? Can't wait <laughs> for those messages when he works again. Oh, the next yeah. day he works, yeah. or if he gets called in tomorrow. 
Fuck. Oh, I've me. already accepted that. Did it's, you just? Did you ever just fucking set yourself up for failure? Hey, yeah. trying to Fuck find a way to log hell. in at the very top of this fucking video, man. <laughs> it's right up. Come there. Come on, Ash, get your shit together. Right up there. Is it Ash? Uh, oh, it is Ash. All right. Uh, sorry, Ash. I didn't know it was you. Otherwise, I would have been even more mean. It's up there. Uh, what did you? What, what, I'm doing. I'm doing pretty well. I, yeah, I, I mean, like, it, like, like you said, the mindfulness stuff, the meditation, like it's yeah, it's actually helping. Yeah, yeah. and noise. I'm not being legalistic about it, which I mm-hmm. had have had a tendency to be with shit like oh, that. Oh, I did in all the past. through my teenage years. Michael, what are you laughing at? I'm just stretching. Uh, okay, <laughs> my knees are cracking. Michael, Sorry. why are you on your knees? I get on my knees. <laughs> we do. We've done the door thing like every week for the last like five weeks. I know, dude. Um, I, this chair can go fucking. This chair after an hour. They are really after bad. an hour and a half. They're bad. <laughs> Table's great. Chairs are awful. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, to, had a great, just a great fucking day today. I was off, and so, um, I didn't wake up till like eight something. Like <laughs> the kids were all fucking gone. Like I. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't even intend to do that. I don't sleep in. I had a day where I slept 10 hours. It was fucking heaven. Yeah. Yeah. And so, like, I got up and had a cup of coffee and they, Mandy and I sat there and we watched, we've been watching the new season of Afterlife uh, with Ricky Gervais, which I fucking love that show. Michael, is that one that you, I've not watched I it. I need to watch that one. I haven't watched that one. I've heard good things about it though. Um. Anyway, so she was like, what do you want to do today? I was like. I don't fucking know. Like, and he was like, well, let's go to, we'll go to Bloomington for lunch. Um, and so we got, went and got Thai food. Oh, before that, we went to Sarah's goodies here in Martinsville. Got some snacks. Wait, you got Thai food? Yeah. Not at her place. You went somewhere else? How many places did you go? You went I'm, to three places? I'm fucking getting there, buddy. All right. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. I'm, we went to the uh, Mai Tai, and I had... Oh, man, that's, I fucking love that I had place. fucking drunken noodles, which is like my favorite fucking oh, yeah. thing. We need a Thai place in Martinsville. That's what God, we God. You really tie the... Dude, drunken noodles. Together. I just inhale that shit. So, um, <laughs> so anyway, uh, and then we went to... I, I was like, man, I don't want to go home yet. Let's, let's just go get a beer. And so we went to the tap, and which is... So, like, Mandy and I are sitting there drinking... Drinking a beer, or whatever, and I, I kind of like out of the. We're in sitting in the window. It's right on downtown Bloomington. We're sitting in the window, and I see out of the corner of my eye somebody walking toward the window, and I'm think, sitting there, kind of thinking, "The fuck, like the fuck," and I look up, and Michael's waving at me, <laughs> <laughs> working on a. He was installing a new espresso machine, literally right next, next door. door. Yeah. <laughs> I can tell you what my experience was. I was uh, walking down a, uh, a street in Bloomington, and uh, I saw Moby in this restaurant. <laughs> and I, I walked up. I was like, is that my Moby? And then I saw the blue hair next to him. I was is like, that, that is my Moby. Is that my Moby? <laughs> <Well>. <laughs> sure enough. There he was. Michael, that is so fucking funny. If I swear to God, I'm leaving oh. this podcast forever. If that's not the hashtag. God, that's so is funny. That my Moby. Oh. So, yeah. 
Anything else? Uh, no, but so it was just it was just good. Like, it was just really nice. Um, yeah, just a good day. So. Nice. Brad, so Dan is making up what we're what we're saying. Uh, he says, "Brad, something, something, meditation, Wim Hof, anal beads, snorting coke." Off hey, of dickhead! I haven't talked about Wim Hof in about a year, so eat shit. Um, yeah. So my bright side is I got a light. I got like a lot. I got a lot of feedback last week after last week's episode where mm-hmm. Brandon and I fought. Um, <laughs> And it was a lot of nice. That's probably the most I've gotten feedback in an episode in probably three years, maybe. Um, And, uh, you know, people just saying they were team Michael and they were sorry that Brandon (laughs) Brandon tried to gaslight me. Um, it's good God times. Damn it! Why? Why can you not just let shit die? You just can't fucking let <laughs> no, shit die because we're gonna get a text tomorrow and it's gonna be glorious. Yeah. I, no. And I do love Brandon a hundred percent. So it was. It was all fun. I didn't listen to that part of it. I just fucking you, fast you forwarded. Fast- it's so funny. I was fucking. It's so, so funny. funny that you couldn't listen to it. Entertained the fucking shit. You out couldn't, of listen, you couldn't listen to it. In real time. Why, no. why, what was it about? It was just you were so like he was triggered, just disconnected and triggered about it. Like, at the what end, was, you yeah, were just like earlier because they the were monkeys too. throwing shit at each other. I just, I mean, but that's what I we could do tell. Literally I, could, every I felt week. like I no, I felt like I could tell that Brandon started in thinking he was going to irritate Michael, and when you do that, Michael's going to come <laughs> right back at you with the same yeah. fucking energy. And so it was just those two just doing that yeah. all night long, it's fucking, great, or towards the, especially the last fifteen minutes. I mean, it just. It just pissed me off for some reason. Uh, Tio asked uh, if uh, uh, Brad, did you have you tried Wim Hof on that Shakti mat? I did. It's pretty great. So I've got the Sha- uh, Shakti yeah. mat. Yeah, you're basically Shaquille O'Neal. No, it's fucking awesome. It hurts like a motherfucker. For I I drink some Shakti right it's now. It's laying on a spiked mat, basically. No, uh, yeah, so ounces. yes, Tio, I did try it once, and it was like pretty goddamn intense. <laughs> so. Because it was like a lot of sensations happening at once. What, Michael? God damn it! It was. You it wasn't mo- shitty. It wasn't Moby. You saw that, that that tap room. It was Gandhi. No, <laughs> good. No, uh, I was saying I, I I tried some Shaq tea. I bet it's thirty two ounces. That's great. <laughs> Fuck me. <laughs> Have you tried jerking off on that mat yet? No, no dude. There's no. Fu- I tell you what. If you <laughs> you are you, you got to get if you can jack off on a on one of those mats. You are Buddha. Challenge accepted. <laughs> well, bring it, bring it over me. I'm off tomorrow. No <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I want is cum stance on my shack team. That's, that's well, what I'm I not want. doing it laying face down. <laughs> Where would you prefer your cum stains? <laughs> <laughs> just, just curious. Creating genocide in a Kleenex. No, 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 no. No. Oh my God, Michael. That is fucking awful. Oh gosh. Dan wrote, what is gum stain? He's reading in, uh, he's reading the closed captions apparently. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, what, what are we doing? I don't know. Are we bright side? I'm. I think was that you? What was yours? <laughs> Mine was just people sent me some nice messages, and I appreciate it. Oh, so. Saying that you were right because your, no, e- your ego no, no, needs no. it. Not, not, not even that. <laughs> no, I'll tell you what. My hold on, Mike. Go fuck yourself. All right. God damn it. I'll do that for you if you're not going to. <laughs> no, it's fine. Uh, I, I, it, it was just nice. Uh, like people just. It is out. nice. It's I, nice, I mean, I would have been fine either way without the messages, but it's nice that people thought, yeah, yeah. you know, hey. Brandon's a dick. No, God and, damn it! No, I'm, I'm kidding. And, Fuck and, it. And I, and I, I can say every message I said Brandon's a really nice guy yeah. every time. Yeah. So I love Brandon. So yeah, I mean, yeah, that's he can go fuck himself, but I love <laughs> yeah. For for once, I was on. Uh, dude, I'll, I'll tell, tell you what, what. For once, I was on t- Brandon. Here, here, listen to this, Brandon. For once, I was on Team Michael. Oh, you were? Oh yeah, oh, I was. I, I wanted no. to murder. I wanted to murder you. No, Brandon. see, it's funny because I. It's it's like interesting. A from Facebook. No, it's interesting Brad. because I I saw it. I listened to even when I listened to it again. I was like, they're saying the same motherfucking thing. Yeah, like they're saying the same goddamn thing. I was like yelling at my radio, like, "You fucking idiot! You're saying the same fucking thing." Yeah, but the difference is he no, was wrong. There's no fucking difference. <laughs> God, oh, I love it. <laughs> I, I thought it was. I thought it was a great. A great uh, dance, and maybe just Andrus's existence is meaningless. <laughs> Boy, uh, all right, what are we doing? Uh, let's do uh, let's do music time. So let's do some 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 jams. All right, we'll be we'll be right back for those of you who are listening on the live feed. It's going to go quiet, and you're going to say, "Oh, it's quiet." Where does the sound go? We turned it off, dipshits. All right. There's nothing. I love ra- railing our supporters, <laughs> our highest supporters. Shit, we'll see an increase in donations this week. About the things they like, from pizza terror to ambient noise. Here's Patrick, I swear to God, get my fucking picture off your profile. You I fucking love the comments. Like, you, need re- you need to report his profile. I should. <laughs> <laughs> imitating someone else. Yeah. <laughs> Music time in the city. Uh, so I'm going to start this one off with it's a. Music uh, time. Want to dedicate this one. Want to dedicate this one to Brilliant. Joshua Casey. Um, Who? Joshua Malkovich Casey. Ray Rottenell. There you go, Josh. This is a song I heard and thought of you. Oh shit! Well, maybe not. I have COVID. What do you mean you have COVID? You're supposed to bring me something. I forgot. You bitch. You don't have fucking COVID. All right, here we go. And I heard you're getting drunk at bars, still overdrawing credit card bills, slot machines, casinos. What's your deal? Cause you're living like a baller on a budget of about twenty dollars, plus my rent money. Stop calling me Josh <laughs> And I don't want to talk When you're knocking off drunk at 4 o'clock I thought you were blocked Fuck off, stop calling me Josh <laughs> All right. There you go, Josh Casey God, I, can't, you. I can't wait for the message tomorrow Yeah, yeah. Fuck you guys <laughs> oh, God. I thought you were blocked <laughs> Matt, what do you got? Uh, Earl Sweatshirt <coughs> Earl Sweatshirt? Yep, rapper. Okay. <coughs> um, you all right, buddy? <coughs> yeah. <coughs> God. 
Yeah. I haven't coughed all night. Uh, the album is sick. Uh, the song like is that cough. The song is lie L Y E. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Loud. Same one that I forgot to praise, still above me. One thing about it, I'ma beat him to the punches. Stumped all day thinking mama where the love went With every triplet of trips around the sun Some of the sluts get thick, I'm chipping away at crust Hold your head, your shit is in for a whole nother bust Roaming in Citadel, on foot 11 when the split gave me a rush Playing the cuss like a DJ Let me know if you want to tangle with some Lemon meringue, while it be so I like her old man I mean, I, I just do I, He's one of the more talented guys out there I think it's hilarious how much more you like rap than I do I fucking love it yeah. I mean, that's fine yeah, not, yeah, yeah, I mean, it 10 songs, 24 minutes, man Earl doesn't fuck around He just Get it Just Throws some shit down, throws some raps down, and calls it a day. I mean, Earl does. Oh, sorry. Fuck around. <laughs> My name is Earl. You ever watch that show? No, oh, I did God, not. No, yes. I watched. It was. Uh, I watched way too face? many episodes. Jason, of it. Uh, the guy from uh, Chip, from the Chip. No, the, well, yeah, <laughs> Jason Lee. Yeah, the guy from oh, uh, yeah. Mallrats. Yeah. <laughs> Where did he go? And all the he, uh, he was probably in, uh, living in Fiji right now. Yeah. He was in the Jay and Silent Mob movie too. Movie too. Yeah, yeah, Mallrats. He was also in the Jan Silent Bob Strike Back. Yeah, yeah. Mallrats. Or no, Jan Silent. What was the first Jan Silent Bob? Clerks. He was in Clerks, I think, too. I don't think he was. He was in all those movies. Was he in all those guys were in those same movies? Yeah. He was in Jan Silent Bob. He was so good in Mallrats. Yeah, he was. God, he's great. Yeah, Brody was that his name? Yeah, yeah. Anyway, Uh, Brad, you got a you got a a song or something? I do. Well, I don't know what happened. Here we go. Uh, The Wombats. Oh, damn it. I had this one as well. Oh, I'm sorry. No, Good day, mate. That's fine. Uh, like the Wombats. Fix, fix yourself, not I've, the world. I've loved the, the Wombats for years. Like, uh, don't be a just fun. No, they're it. just fun. <laughs> they make fun music. Don't, don't do this. Don't be. Okay. <laughs> you fucker. This car drives all by itself is the song. Good SEO right there. You don't know what SEO is? No. Search engine optimization. <laughs> oh, is that because I keep saying this, the title yes. of the yes. song? <laughs> nice. Yeah. It's a fun album. Yeah. Their other albums are fun as shit, man. I love them. Yeah, I don't know that I've ever listened to any of their stuff, and I. Yeah. Rami, I'll send you one of their other albums. It's just fun as hell, man. Okay. All right. All right. Um, so, Br- Brad and I are on TikTok. <laughs> Not together. We don't have a joint account or anything This like that. underscore is underscore Polly on yes. TikTok. Um, Hit me up. I don't care if you find me. Why don't the pastors have a TikTok account? <laughs> we totally should. Oh, we really should. We need one more thing. Um, <laughs> Michael, we've limited ourselves to only one thing, and that's this. This is it. We're doing it. Uh, we're doing it. 
Uh, anyway, so uh, they have this thing on TikTok where somebody can can sing a song, and then another person could add music or play a song, and somebody can add oh, vocals. Oh, you sent this to me. So uh, there is an artist named uh, Stacy Ryan. She uh, p- created a song, and she said, "Add your own verse and add the music." And then, so this guy uh, named Z Z Z A I one K. I don't know. Zake. Zake. One K. I don't know. Um, he added a, um, uh, a verse and it was, there, there's several verses. I'm pretty funny. Um, but it was just so good. And what blows my mind about TikTok is there are artists on TikTok that are just on TikTok and their yeah. songs are just there. Yeah. It, it's fucking crazy. It it's the nuts. amount of creative yep. energy that is just in mm-hmm. that space that are just like, just chilling on TikTok. So um, this is, uh, it's called Don't Text Me When You're Drunk. So, and you're going to hear the, the the very first part of where she sings and then he sings. So here it is. Please. Don't and, and I should say, I've had this fucking song stuck in my head for like 10 days straight now. Please don't text me when you're drunk. I won't text you when I'm drunk. Ooh, I won't text you when I'm drunk. Text me I won't text you at all, ain't gotta worry about me And now you spend me with cars, I guess you heard about me You say don't text you when I'm drunk, but I don't drink You don't know when you did enough, like you don't think You're not saying Mac Miller I know that you like to stop with me I stay away cause you won't let me give you all of me I know my place, no you won't never give your heart to me You say don't call you, tell me baby why you calling me I was dumb, I was thinking that we could be sound But I see you only call so good. So they made it into a full song And he literally reminds me of Mac Miller, man The TikTok thing has been crazy for me I've been on it about a week Yeah I actually have two accounts One, I don't know how to get back on it That was my old one, so I created a new one But um, I've been blown away with the creati- like I, the creativity of it Like the yeah. funny stuff, the stuff like that Like yep. the creativity is fucking insane yeah, there's a I, there's a I got sucked into a, a a video where there's a guy who's like a street barber. He just goes up to people, yes, I've seen, and this. cuts their hair, offers them free haircuts, <laughs> yes. and gets to know them. You can hear their story, and there's like meaningful shit. And then there's also guys farting into the oxygen machines of their grandmas. <laughs> like it's great. Yeah, so it turns out the algorithm sends me a lot of those. Yes. So sure. like it, it literally it's that haunting you. How, how well it gets to know you. Tell, it really is. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's crazy. Um, all right, that's that's the one I got. What do you got? Well, since Matt? Brad stole one of mine, God uh, damn it! No, it's fine. I'm glad I'm glad you like him because I didn't know if you would or not. Yeah, it's good. Um, FKA Twigs. Oh, this is good. So too. she put on an album was it two years ago? Yeah, Magdalene. It was it was really fucking fucking good. great. Well, this one's more of like a mixtape where she just was like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna make a pop album." I mean, she makes pop music anyway, but like, yeah, but there's there's a creativity. It's less con- to, it's less conceptual. There's than a Magdalene. creativity to her, um, like. Her pop, yeah, that isn't in a lot of yeah. artists. That's what I really. I've like listened to it a couple times already. The album is Capri songs. Um, the first, it's just, we'll just do the first song called "Ride the Dragon." That's what my girlfriend's asked for in high school. Because when I feel you. I feel me. Love plays gone, I don't see. And when I feel me. Yeah, maybe that's why the best song to pick. Yeah, that's why I've been standing in the bride. That's for you. 
Actually, this does work because it just how creative yeah. yeah, she's like I said, she's more creative than a lot of pop artists. Yeah, see, I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah it's good anyway, stuff, man. Yeah. I was a big fan. Yep. Yeah, I'm about to listen to that album again tomorrow. Yeah, it's good stuff. I listened to some of it yesterday. Well, we listened to some of it today. We were smoking a cigar out in the garage. We listened to the whole album. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> Good cigar music. Uh, this is an older <laughs> record, but um, so a band that I've loved for a really fucking long time. Elvis Presley? Yeah. The Doors? <laughs> Robert Johnson. Keep going. Um, no. God damn pixies. it. I didn't. Oh, I do like the Pixies. The Monkeys? No. Hey, hey, where are the Monkeys? Uh, anyway, Cloud Cult. Yeah, I've loved it forever. Oh God! My niece sent me a song from uh, from a recent album. So it's really good. I just, I'm coming out in March. Yeah, I just saw like hi Ashley. Three days, two or three days ago, I saw that they were they put out a single, a new mm -hmm. single. It's I'm not going to play that one yet, it's but good. um, it, it was like one of those like I hadn't listened to them forever. Mm -hmm. Literally one of the best concerts I've ever fucking I've seen, never seen them ever. Yeah, Mandy and I saw them in Chicago years ago. Um, but it's a band that like meant a lot to me in my deconstruction yeah like really meant a lot to me because mm -hmm. lyrically they're a great bridge yes yes yeah it's it's really spiritual but it's not christian if that makes sense mm -hmm. like anyway but you can make a fucking good case for it to be christian too of course. if you're in that space if you're like, in that space yeah anyway i so i was like oh i'm just gonna go on a binge i hadn't listened to so i put one of their albums on i had a long drive and then i was like oh i'm gonna listen to this one too like so I, I ended up listening to like three or four albums of theirs yep. like just back to back to back yep. and i'd forgotten about this song and it really fucking hit me to the point where i was almost in tears listening to it the other day because i had forgotten about it um it's called take your medicine i'm definitely going to play it until it gets to the chorus that's Is this off of light chasers it's off of uh the meaning of eight. Oh, <clears throat> this is kind of it was a it was a motivational sorry motivational Thing for me this week i had a day i was struggling a little bit and when i listened to this i was like it's time to suck it the fuck up man <laughs> you gotta pull yourself up by your no it's not, it's not like that I, I just I, that's just all I've been listening to for like the last two or three days. I love it when it hit when a song just oh. hits just right. Just the whole band. Like.
These are things that I keep hidden in my belly I can't see them, but they control my life For a moment you could see right through me See right through me Help me make this right Look at all those skeletons running from their closets Get them in the light Sorry, I'm playing a lot of this, but I want to get to this one part. Look at all those skeletons running from their closets. Get them in the light. Fuck, if that's not been my last few months. This is the part. That part. All right, man. That's fine. Yep. Dude. Just so you know about Cloud Cult. So if you listen to their stuff, especially the early stuff, uh, they live on the sun in Aurora Borealis. They lost, he, the husband and wife lost a young child to an accident. Yeah. And so it feeds a lot of their stuff. And there are like recordings of the child's voice and they're fucking devastating albums. It's Mm. like, but like, but but then you listen to these albums, but then you listen to Light Chasers. But even this one, like there's, yeah, you can see hope building yeah. them. Yeah, and Light Chasers is sort of based oh, on the dude. birth of their other child. Holy fuck! Yeah. Light Chasers is oh fucking that <laughs> album. Yeah. Anyway, like there's just some stuff, some lyrics in that that I I was just sitting in my car like tearing up, going, yeah. Look at all those skeletons running from their closets. Get them in the light. That's what I've been dealing with. Mm-hmm. And then you can take it in stride or you can take it right between the eyes. Suck up and take your medicine. It's a good day to face the hard things. Like in that. And I know their story that came. Yeah. That yeah. lyric came from a fucking deep yeah. from a genuine, a genuine, wound deep wound. Spot. Yeah. It's Trauma. a good day that you can yeah. do this. And it's just like, man, it just, cult. check them out, man. I just fucking love them. Yeah. If they're ever near you, I swear to God. So the wife actually is a painter. So she doesn't sing. She doesn't play the instruments. Yeah. She paints while the band is playing. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. And it's, it's an crafting thing, like yeah. it's fucking phenomenal. So anyway, yeah. Uh, I'm going to do one more. Uh, this is um, another TikTok song because I, if I don't play it now, I have TikTok up. I need to play it now or it's <laughs> never going to get played again. Um, but this song just hit me so perfectly. Um, this is from Ian McConnell music on TikTok, Um, and why not? I'm just going to dedicate this one to Brandon Andrus after last oh, week. No, oh, no, no, but, but, but I do think it is really good. So here, here we go. I'm going to play the whole thing. It's 50 seconds. We're, we're going to listen to it. So, and this is a demo. Obviously it's not a full production. You're going to hear it though. Here we go. Pretty sure that life doesn't have a meaning. Oh, you said this if to there's me. a guy that he doesn't this. look like me. And I'm just a member of the current apex species. But there will be another when the humans go extinct. 
We've only been around 200,000 years of 13 and a half billion years. How can we think the pinnacle is here? Isn't that arrogant? There's a couple hundred billion trillion suns that we act like it all was made for us. There ain't no way that we're the only ones. I'm not important and neither are you. So let's do whatever we want to do. Asking our cosmic insignificance So cut this blip we're living in Cause nothing matters anyway Isn't that great? Pretty sure that's that's fucking fantastic, yeah. dude. You sent that to me. I was like, oh, uh, it's like it's everything I <laughs> needed to hear. So and it just came out two days ago. So uh, Ian McConnell music. All right, this concludes music time. Here we go. Nothing. Nope. <laughs> God damn it. Hey, here we go. You dipshit. Meditating with Gary Busey. I'm an angel in an earth suit. You've done that one before. I, I, I've fucking done I all of these. We've been doing this for like three fucking years. <laughs> it might be time to retire. Fuck you. It might be time to retire. No. Gary never. Busey episode. Do we have another celebrity we can do? Here's a great. A great yeah. T.O. Nill says, uh, uh, when I saw it was Brandon last week, <laughs> I was about to call PETA because I assumed a horse was going to be beat to death. It's <laughs> uh, <laughs> fair. That's fair. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, I gotta. Here. Speaking of Brandon. Oh, do we have something? Yeah, I got something. Oh. Oh no. What is this? Fat bastards. So after spending three hours in Indianapolis last night working on a, a machine, it's like fuck it. I'm gonna go to Rocket Fizz and buy some. Oh, I love Rocket buy some, Fizz. Buy some candy. I thought they uh, closed. Uh, they're open. No, I'm sure. on the circle. They got yeah. kind of. Okay. I think they got destroyed during the riots last yeah. summer. But uh, they're back. Yeah, they're back. that place is um, fucking. Take awesome. one down, pass it around. Uh, this is Turkish delight. Have you guys had this oh, before? I is this the rose flavor? Yes, though? I do. I got, fucking can't do this. You got to do it. You got to take a bite. What is it? Oh, it's it's rose, rose water, Turkish dude. delight. It's like, dude, this is like eating out of grandma. It's fucking. Janet, please send us a recipe. Send our not a recipe, some food. No way, you dude. Wait, the chocolate is really good. Don't don't just gloss over what the fuck horrible thing he just said. What do you say? This tastes like eating out grandma. <laughs> what in the goddamn fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> Jesus, I love when I get railed every week for being saying some terrible horrible joke. I love when and you, you say too. shit like that. <laughs> Shut up. Damn it! All right, I uh. What are, what are, we, are we eating this? What is this? Yeah, shit? take a bite. Is it really the rose water flavor, dude? I can't. No, it. it's orange flavored. <laughs> That's pretty good. I just got chocolate. No, man. Yeah, man. It's what I fucking no. got. I know what no. I tasted. You get the you got the rose. Uh huh. Yeah. Kids oh. from what's, what's rose water supposed to be, baby? Oh man, I just can't. I can't yeah, do the I don't rose love water it. shit. So I bought those for my children, and I, uh, did, I didn't fucking hate that. They uh, they well, did. You can have they, mine. Well, I gave them a little pull off mine, and oh. they didn't like it. Oh. I just, I mean, all I get is the chocolate on that. Oh, the, oh, fuck! Really? You don't get any rose? Not really, dude. The, you, maybe it, you do have COVID. You don't get the yeah. Seriously, <laughs> Jesus. I want to get tested, bruh. 
It, it literally it smells like a grandma's perfume or something like that. Sort of like really, yeah, yeah, dude. Your t- your taste buds are fucked if you can't. apparently because all I literally get and smell is chocolate. Well, <laughs> go get tested, Holmes. Fun fact by Courtney: uh, rose water was the default flavoring before vanilla. Oh, sounds like hell. Well, so so thank I'm you. So glad thank I was you, born. Madagascar, for the I'm vanilla. So glad I was provide. born when I was born. <laughs> Shit, I may need to get tested. I got chocolate. That's all I got. Yeah, you're well, fucked. Well, you, you can taste the beer though, right? Mm-hmm. You can taste whiskey. It's, mm-hmm. you're, you're probably fine. Yeah, you're probably all right. Mm-hmm. Boy, that God, the aftertaste on that is just for days. <laughs> I just, it's literally just chocolate, man. man. I don't know. All right, let's it's go into the, the news feed. Lock up your fears, dry all your tears, refill your fears, we're headed into the news feed. That's, that's fucking rough. Yeah. Yeah, I don't get that at all. It that's was weird. Chocolate flavored gelatin is what I got. That's uh, weird. Speaking of food. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, what? Courtney says Matt's eating out so many grandmas, he's immune. Well, well. Shut it down. I, yep. That's, God, shut it God down. God damn. God, why did we not think of the StreamYard thing about two years earlier? I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. Janet, the reason why we recording, uh, well, we're recording later is because we had an interview. It's already on the yeah. in the same group about started at seven. So. Uh, a company wants to turn celebrities into lab-grown salami, and it's perfectly possible. Excuse me. What? Can it, you repeat that again? Yeah. I what? Come again? No, seriously. Come oh again. God! This. Oh God! Jesus! This is the fucking worst sentence I've ever read. Ever wondered what Kanye West or Ellen DeGeneres tastes like? Oh. I assume bile. Well, there's a lab meat company. Lab meat company. We have a challenger for the hashtag. Well, hold on. Here's another one. Out there, he was just as curious about the forbidden meat as you are. Bite labs. For f- Bite Labs. Forbidden me was somebody's mom's name in high school. Bite Labs. <laughs> produces fine artisanal salami from meat that has been lab grown from celebrity tissue samples. Oh, that's cool. So Kanye blew a load into a hey, cup you... and now we have meat flavored like it? No, it's tissue. Today, boy, this is the least sexy thing I've This is the least sexy thing I've ever heard of. Today, in vitro meat production. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Do you know what my favorite flavor is? It's close to becoming a reality. Flavor, flavor. I'd eat him. You probably (laughs) offering highly. (laughs) Dude, wait, what was in vitro what? In vitro meat production. Offering highly controllable meat production. That was my prog rock band. Without the animal cruelty, waste of beef and pork, and so much more, these we would like to collect myo satellite cells from celebrities and then turn them into salami. Soiling green is people. I mean, what? Like the lab-grown meat thing. I think there's a future in that. Like, I mean, yeah, but not not out of the skin off Kanye. Yeah, that's that's where this gets really fucking weird. It's like weird. ethically speaking, fucking weird, Derek. Fucking weird, Derek. You're, you're fucking, fucking weird. Derek. Where are they getting these samples from? Well, I, I don't. I, I, I have some doctor. I'll confess, I haven't really studied lab grown meat <laughs> <laughs> too much. I know of it. God, this though, I tell you what the 
Here's a question, though. The pub though. is on fire tonight. Here's a question, <laughs> though. Can you imagine all the creepy guys who wish they could have 90s Meg Ryan salami? <laughs> Dude, 90s Meg Ryan could fucking get it. <laughs> yeah, but you have to get her mail first. Current, current Meg Ryan looks like she had pieces of, pieces of scotch tape permanently added to her face. And so she's all, it's all just. Dude, when she, when she started banging Mel in camp, that's when you knew it was rock bottom. <clears throat> you talk about a piece of salami, that motherfucker's probably just all shriveled up. <clears throat> What's more shriveled up on Mel in camp, his liver or his cock? His liver. <laughs> his liver. Or his lungs. Lungs, yeah, probably. God. <laughs> Speaking of. Are you staying there, Doc? Say, speaking of longer, fucking longer. Um, longer? Is that Lumineer Gunger? Collab? Nope, nope. Uh, so, anyway, if you, could eat a, if you could eat a celebrity, who would it be? <laughs> That's a good question. Snoop Dogg. Ooh, boy, because you want to be high as a mother. Yeah. yeah. Dude. Just one he's time. Mar- he's marinated, man. Burn just, one down with Just him. one time. You couldn't keep up with Snoop. There's no way. No. I mean, I'd be done 10 minutes in. I'd be mm-hmm. done. But uh, still, I would love the him and Seth Rogen. I'd, lo- <laughs> I'd love to like hang out. Not Joe Rogan. Seth Rogen. I'm trying to, I from Superbad. I think it would be. I know who I know who Seth Rogen is. Yeah. But just I, that would be so great to hang out with them and just smoke weed. Just but for like your original question was, time. who would you eat? Yeah, who would you eat? I want Haley Joel Osment <laughs> from Six Sense. I was gonna say which iteration. It's, it's like Six Sense Haley Joel Osment or like a secondhand lion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like veal. <laughs> well, so he puts Haley Joel Osment in a cage where he can't move and he, he stays has, lean. Uh, secondhand lions. So he had a movie about it. Yes, it's, it's like a great movie. Veal. Yeah. That's. I was gonna say Shirley Temple, but that sounded bad. Boy, <laughs> well, I I applaud your initial. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I go with Haley Joel Osment on this one. Sorry, uh, Macaulay Culkin, Home Alone. Boy, oh, no, boy, no, no, no. what no, the no, no. fuck is happening? Macaulay Culkin, my girl, after he gets stung by the bee, because he tastes like honey. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, honey roasted Macaulay Culkin. It's, Please sign me up. I don't think that's how it works. I'm pretty sure it does. Science, Brad. Why can't they don't inject you with honey, you dumbass? Pretty sure. I, I read it in a book. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, I need to know that you're not being serious right now. <laughs> Please tell me you don't think they inject you with honey with their stink. I, I know how peace work, Brad. <laughs> they come inside of you. That's what happens. Nope. I don't think they do. They you. Michael gets stung. He's like, Mom, I'm pregnant. <laughs> Can you drain this? I'm pregnant. <laughs> God. Uh, I don't know. Matt, how about you? I, I don't know. I'm like, oh, here's this a good one. Question, man. Backstreet beef. All right. Wait, which one? It's got to be Kevin. Wait, Chaz A's. He's JC JC Chaz. No, it's uh, that's an no Joey Fat one. Joey that's Fat. Joey, those are those are. Wait, Joey in, Fatone was not in, in Backstreet Boys. Oh, okay, what the <laughs> fuck is happening, man? It was. What are we doing? Let's see if I can name them all. Joey Fatone, JC Chazay, Justin wait. Timberlake, um, Lance Bass. Oh, and the other guy who was like the, <laughs> he looked like a, like Doug, a mosquito. Doug. No. Nope. All right, let's make this easier. Which NSYNC member do you eat? <laughs> What is his name? 
It's got to be Joey Fatone. He's got some meat on his yeah. butt. These days. Like, you know, there's some good muscle in there, too, but you got to have some intramuscular fat or it's just going to be dry and yeah. stringy. Yeah. <laughs> no, all, AJ, all like AJ was on sinew. Chris, Chris Kirkpatrick. That's who it is. Boy. <laughs> yeah. That's a deep cut. Thanks for the assist, Aaron. He was on that that. Uh, did what, you see the, what are we do? Did you see the um, the holiday special, boy band holiday Christmas special? No, all, nope. All the boy bands showed no, up didn't and they sang songs one. together. That one didn't make the DVR, Michael. <laughs> it's on Hulu. You can still catch That's it. That's fine. What the fuck is happening? Uh, man trying to cure uh, erectile dysfunction accidentally squirts insulation foam up his penis. <laughs> well, I man, <laughs> well. Uh, an unfortunate case published in Urology Case Reports. Boy, <laughs> on newsstands now. Aren't they selling that shit door to door now? Urology Case Reports. That is a that's a page turner. Love to see the foldouts in that yeah, one. Yeah, right. Uh, it has detailed how a man and his partner accidentally squirted insulation foam up his the man's urethra no, that in doesn't. an attempt to mitigate his erectile dysfunction. Nope. This accidentally? No. It's the, it's the same guys, the, the fucking guy that sat on the goddamn mortar. Yeah. Like, like you didn't on, accidentally dude. fall on a fucking no. artillery shell. No. Uh, a 45-year-old man showed up to the emergency department with trouble urinating. Well, fucking imagine. You got foam in and blood hole. in his urine, you ah. think? Ooh. When he was able to relieve... When, uh, and when he was able to relieve himself, he and his partner reported to the doctors they had often inserted various objects into his urethra as a, quote, aid for erectile dysfunction. They have pills, man. You can get them almost over the counter at this point. Like, great cock. Uh, <laughs> oh, you know ew, what? Oh, that's God. a really good fucking joke. Uh, yeah, during, that during, is a really, that's got construction in it. It's got dicks in it. During one attempt three weeks prior to his admission, his partner had inserted a straw attached to a can of weatherproofing spray foam before, quote, inadvertently pressing the button, deploying the foam. Oh, okay. you ever use that shit? Stick it in his dick Hold hole. on. It expands. You ever use that stuff? It fucking yeah. expands. It expands. And it doesn't take much. No. Mm-mm. A little dabble do you, man. <laughs> got his... <laughs> Christ, they've got this like MRI or, or CT scan. It's all full up in there. Yeah, that's boy, his urethra's like the size of a thumb. Yeah, there's, there's, uh, there's no room. Following in the, the there, incident, buddy. he had problems urinating. Yeah, think. Is that a picture? They got pictures. Of, ah! What do they got? Pictures of the shit they took out of his dick. Oh, oh it's like strawberry foam. <laughs> oh, that's blood. Like hardened blood. strawberry foam. No. Oh, this is horrible. What are we doing? Emotional damage. <laughs> okay, go on. You do. Wow. I don't know. I can now. Oh, that was revolting. <clears throat> Man, what do you got? Was it strawberry? Would you eat it? Strawberry flavored? <laughs> Stop it. God damn it. Some of that cock stew. Did I ever say who I would eat? No, who would you eat? Are we doing Wait, this Did again? I say who I was I don't eat? know, man. Kim Kardashian. Oh, yeah. yeah Joey Fatone. Yeah, sure. Joe. This is Joey Fatone. Parents, sue officials. Who, who did Matt say? I didn't. I'm not. No, come on. Who would you eat? I don't, I don't fucking know. You got to eat somebody. Would you eat the dude? No. Who in Big Lebowski would you eat? <laughs> Sub Jackie. Huh? Is, isn't there a character named Kitty? Kitty? <laughs> no, Kitty. Kitty. What's the girl's name? Yeah. No. 
What's your name? Kitty's from Arrested Development. Oh God, I'm mixing my. <laughs> it's uh, Maud. No, no, no. No, uh, who's the one with the toe? The, the oh, yeah, uh, Fawn. Fawn Knutson. Okay, that's not her name. No, Bunny. Bunny, yeah, Bunny. Name is, her real name's Fawn Knutson. Bunny. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Of. You show her the parents a picture, they won't keep them down on the farm once they've seen Carl Hungus. <laughs> How the fuck? You got to keep them on the. T- on the yeah, strawberry dick. Uh, okay, Fawn Knutson. All right, what do we do? Uh, parents sue officials over ruling that their daughter's death by more than twenty stab wounds was a suicide. What? 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 Parents are suing the officials over the ruling that their daughter's death by more than twenty stab wounds was a suicide. The officials ruled it a suicide. There were twenty stab wounds. That what? Just listen to this, man. <clears throat> For uh, more than ten, it's been more than ten years since Ellen Greenberg's boyfriend found her dead in her Philadelphia apartment. Her parents have won the right to take the ruling to a trial. Uh, they Greenberg, based it on the fact that she, she had Papa Roach on a loop. What? Cut my life into pieces. Wow, <laughs> this is my last resort. Are you fucking? Oh, Brad's high every week, and Michael every think, fucking week says I the most offensive I think thing. What I love about that whole sequence, I thought you would get it. Was on the, the fucking Roach. the fucking the, we didn't get it, and he just went ahead and explained no, it, and that made it thing. all the funnier. No, here's the thing, I got it. <laughs> it was hoping and praying it was something else. No, I got it. Uh, anyway, Greenberg, a uh, 27 year old elementary school teacher, came home early from work due to a snowstorm in January of 2011. Around 5.30, her boyfriend, Sam Goldberg, <clears throat> came home to find himself locked out. Eventually, he broke down the door to find Greenberg's body with a knife still in her chest. The report Jesus. goes on to say, this, that's from the police report, the report goes on to say she was alone in the sixth-floor apartment and their door had been locked by a swing bar from the inside. The knife matched the set in her knife block, which was tipped over. The only access points were the front door and a balcony, police said. Officers said the snow outside was undisturbed. A lack of defensive wounds and no signs of robbery all led police to suspect a suicide. 20 stab wounds. Okay. But everything that leads you to th- that they found doesn't show that there was anybody yeah, else in the right. apartment. Okay. So uh, medical examiner uh, declared the death a homicide, but police continued investigating. Weeks later, after it emerged that Greenberg had been prescribed anxiety and sleep medication, the side effects of which can include suicidal thoughts, Osborne changed the death certificate to call it a suicide. So the medical examiner changed it after finding out this hmm. information. So <clears throat> the parents have long questioned the finding. Uh, there was a petition calling for uh, the Pennsylvania AG to uh, reopen the case. Her parents said she had never mentioned suicidal thoughts and no problems with her boyfriend Goldberg, <clears throat> not the wrestler. Uh, according to the police report, she left no note. Other details they told the Post raised questions. She had filled her car with gas before returning home and had been preparing a fruit salad before she died. The fact that the knife block was tipped over suggests a struggle. In early 2021, the Greenbergs share new forensic evidence of the positions of the stab wounds, which is they prove she could not have stabbed herself. A gash on the back of her head could be from a wound that rendered her unconscious and unable to defend herself, the lawsuit suggests. Huh. I mean, but how the fuck would you ever find who did it at this point? Like, there's I, I don't no know way. That you would. I mean, yeah. So I just wonder, like, what kind I mean, I guess I, I can't really speak for a grieving family like that. Yeah. But like, I mean, you just kind of wonder like what well, immediately, like 20 stab wounds. That's a really terrible way to kill yourself. 
Well, I know, but I've seen people do some less efficient. That's yeah. a, that's like the I mean, least efficient way, the most painful. The well, longest. I mean, but that could be what some people. I want, mean, maybe, know. but I mean, yeah, boy, yeah. I just that's I mean, just a God, weird. Do you have anything else? What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> really, way to kill Sorry. the mid, bro. <laughs> I'll just be over here. Sorry, I. Can't. Sorry, I don't have guys shoving styrofoam up their dick holes. Well, God, in the podcast, the podcast is the is the poor. I like how you took the moral high ground on that. Yeah, this guy shot foam up his dick. I mean, it was a pretty good story, though. Uh, I'm okay, just a bit tired. <laughs> Italian man walks 450 kilometers to cool off after arguing with his wife. <laughs> Fucking hell! Is that from the Onion? <laughs> no, no, it's not. Uh, Jesus Angry after an argument with his wife This Italian man made headlines By walking 280 miles To cool off before getting caught by police And fined for breaking the lockdown The 40 year old man Who took a week long stroll Reportedly needed to soothe his anger After having a row with his partner While the man and his wife live in the far north of Italy On the Swiss border In Como He <laughs> oh, You're going to be in a Como Alright <laughs> Thank you very much. Up top. That's a, up top. That's a great deep cut. <laughs> I think someone whose name is Armando is going to get his ass kicked. <laughs> uh, he made it all the way to Fano, uh, a town 280 miles south on the Adriatic coast. Dude, that is fucking wild. When the police <laughs> would put OK Forest. <laughs> when the police stopped the man at 2 a.m., for breaching the lockdown curfew rules. I was running. They had, I a, was running. They had a hard time believing he walked so far after. After checking his name, they found his wife had indeed reported him missing a week earlier. He said, I came here on foot. I didn't use any transport. Apparently, the walker told the police that he was fine, just a little tired. Just a little. He walked like 40 miles a day. So, <laughs> I don't know why this man. Because because she mentioned Forrest, it just set me off. God damn it, man. The this other, can't end anywhere good. No, duh. The other night. <laughs> the other night. The other night. I got so high. No, I'm serious. Do you know how many, how many stories start like that no. every week? <laughs> oh. Oh, I'm sorry. It's okay. Sorry. <laughs> Oh. Oh. Hey, man, I went to bed. I went and brushed my teeth. Okay. You might as well just wait. Oh, I'm dizzy. <laughs> He's not done. But that never happened in home, <laughs> No. <laughs> Michael! Jesus Christ, have a sneezer Um And I can get so I couldn't get couldn't get in bed. I know you told me this. I literally, literally <laughs> Mandy was in bed and I was standing next to the bed. And I told her, I said, she's like, what are you doing? And I was like, I ain't got no legs, Lieutenant Dan. <laughs> <laughs> I literally felt like all of my leg bones were fused into one. And I couldn't move. One giant penis. I couldn't move them. I literally had to just stand there for like five minutes. 
Oh, God. All right. Are we on the bright side? No. Uh, no. I, was, I was doing a story. <laughs> what do you got, Michael? Uh, product update. Did I talk about the monster? The, the monster. The monster beverage. They're buying a craft beer. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I did talk about that. All right. Well, I'm not going to talk about it now then. Uh, Campbell's. This is a, a different product update. Campbell's Soup has decided to make uh, two of their most popular um, flavors into candles. Got to be tomato, right? Uh, tomato juice. soup. Well, tomato Ooh, soup. That would smell like vomit. Yeah. So there is a little bit of a twist. So they've got tomato soup with grilled cheese is one. Oh. And then the other one is chicken noodle soup. Like, here's I, the thing. You know, I could I, crush that right now I if could, you put it in front of I could of eat a fucking grilled cheese right now. Seriously. Yeah. Right fucking now. My mom makes the best grilled cheese. I don't even care. No, you haven't had my grilled cheese, buddy. No, it's I don't care. Buttered bread with a piece. No, of cheese in no, the there's a fucking art to it. You no, can go yeah. fuck yourself. My, yes, my mom is. is it's has not the perfect. It. It's like perfectly toasted on both sides. Yeah, you haven't had mine. It's not as good. I can guarantee it. Don't fucking do that to me. I, I mean, I hate to tell you. I mean, I'll lie to your face about it whenever you <laughs> give me one. Tell you it's the best one I had because I, I want to keep them coming, but. God, I want I want that now. I want I Campbell's want tomato cheese. soup and a grilled. I don't cheese. have the soup. I could probably rustle up some. Grilled oh, cheese, dude, though. and that, that soup's not good, but it tastes like everybody's childhood. And you got if put you were born in if it. you were born between like seventy and eighty five, <laughs> that yeah. was your childhood. Yep, hundred percent. Yeah. All right. Um, Arby's new Diablo. Diablo, I'm saying that right. Oh, this is like a thing on TikTok. Uh, the new Diablo Dare sandwich is so spicy it comes with the free vanilla milkshake. Arby's? Arby's. Well, what, why don't what, we have these now? Why, what's on like what's on it? Diablo Dare sandwich. Um, I never even heard of it. Oh, let me look here. Yeah, they're it's a TikTok thing. Like they there's like a hash like a It's available with 13 hour smoked brisket or crispy chicken. Well, the spice comes from oh, ghost You got to get cr- crispy ghost chicken. pepper jack Ghost pepper jack uh, cheese, fiery hot seasoning, fire roasted jalapenos, and Diablo <laughs> barbecue sauce Holy on a toasted shit. red chipotle bun. Oh man, yeah. Let's try. The, okay, we got we got some fat bastards coming up. <laughs> there's some we new gotta, shit uh, out there. Yeah, we've gotta try. <laughs> Coming from that end of town. Yeah. Yeah. It looks legit. I, I want the... I'd try... Yeah, we got to try this. I want the... the yeah, I'd, I'd try it. That's the brisket. fucking hot. I want... Get me a brisket. I want chicken. It I'll do chicken. It comes with a vanilla shake. Oh, yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Let's do this. Yeah. But you have to... Let's see who can eat it the fastest. No. No. I just want to fucking enjoy it. No, we're going to see who can no, eat it the it's fastest. It's a snack shake. So it's it's a small. That's shape. fine. That's we got to see. We got to see who who can eat it the fastest. I'm, I'm not, for it. I'm not doing. It. I'm just why because it. you got your ass kicked on the no because I want to fucking eat it and enjoy it. That's what she said. I want to fuck and enjoy it. No, I said I want to fucking eat it and enjoy I want, it. But she said I want to fuck and enjoy uh, it. Are we still on newsfeed? What's yeah, happening? Yeah. Michael, what do you got? Oh, the Diablo. Yeah. So so uh, yeah. Well, sure. All right. Vaccine appointments. <laughs> Surge after Quebec requires vaccine to purchase Good cannabis and alcohol. It was great fishing in Quebec. Yeah. So vaccine appointments surge after Quebec requires vaccine to purchase cannabis and alcohol. That's what they should do here. Je suis Québécois. Could you imagine? We we moonshining no. would come back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Moonshining's never went away there, buddy. We've got no. a whole fucking show about it on the Discovery Channel. Eh. I watch religiously. All right. I don't know why, we're, don't know why we're not fishing Quebec right now. A California woman said she would definitely eat sushi again. After being hospitalized for eating 32 rolls of sushi. That's a lot of fucking At a sushi. buffet. All you Dude. can do is buffet. What is this? Chris Pratt saying Parks and Rec. He goes, I can't eat sushi. Every time I eat more than 30 sushis, I get sick. <laughs> 24 years old. Um, she said, all you can eat sushi. Um, the video has already been viewed 11.3 million times. Her eating, is eating sushi? Rolls. No, of her, of her talking about Guys, this is 30 rolls, and there's probably how many? 80 pieces. Sushis and sashimis. I think it's usually oh. sushis and sashimis, yeah. <laughs> and some white fishes. So it's it's all you can eat sushi. It's some crappies, fifty dollars a person. Well, it's so like, she spent fifty dollars. Like, what's it, what's it cost up at? Not fifty dollars. Is it not fifty? No, it's dirt that, cheap up that there. That place is fucking great. We need uh, the one on uh, Sushi Club. Yeah. <laughs> what so a she, terrible name. Thirty-two sushi rolls, four gyozas, G Y O S R Z. Sorry, G Y O Z A S. Gyoza. Gyoza. Four of those. <laughs> Gozer, one, brother? One, one bowl of Is edamame. Is that Kamozis? <laughs> Here come the hot step up. Murderer. I'm the lyrical gangster. Murderer. Excuse, Excuse me, Mr. Officer. officer. Murderer. Still let me like that. Murderer. <laughs> one, one bowl of edamame. Um, two jalapeno poppers. We fucking killed that. In a bowl of miso soup. No, don't, 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 don't do it. Good um, thing about miso soup is that it comes out exactly the same way as it goes in, mm-hmm. like fucking brown water. Um, it <laughs> could be the thirty <laughs> sushis you ate before. <laughs> says my stomach and chest had intense pain, and it was hard to take deep breaths. You think, Jesus Christ, you were full of rice? You had a wheelbarrow full. She of was sushi in your diagnosed stomach. with GERD. Gastroesophageal uh, <laughs> reflux disease. That's <laughs> uh, pretty common in America. You know, every, t- every time I take pretty more- common in America. Can't imagine why. Every time I take more than a, a couple shits at work in a day, you've got good. I, I always think of Brad going, "Dude, you have GERD." <laughs> Did I say that to you? No, no, it was GERD. No, it's Giardia. <laughs> That's what it is. But you've told me before, I, I think you have GERD. In, in conclusion, um, this experience has not ruined sushi for me or oh, the all-you-can-eat sushi experience. I did learn that the next time I need to listen to my body and take things slower. Dude, can you, can you fucking imagine? That's like that man versus food, dude. The Adam Richmond guy that had to retire before he died. Yeah, well, they got a new guy now. Holy fuck! I was—I th- always thought, like, what does the next day look like for that motherfucker? It's like he just ate like a thirteen-pound omelet. Like, what does that look like the I next know, day? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you got anything else, Michael? Uh, that's it. We're gonna go into our conversation. Oh, you're gonna love it. This is a good one. It's a winner <laughs> with yep. Lisa Sharon Harper. Yep. About, about her, her book, book, Fortune. Just school and three Midwestern white boys, Fortune, man. how race broke my awesome. family and the world and how to repair it all 
cannot recommend this enough. We're giving away copies. Twitter.com slash Pastors Podcast. Retweet us. Retweet the episode. All right. Um, and then, uh, so this is our conversation with uh, Lisa Sharon Harper. Give me one second. Let me hit the button here. Here it is. Here it is. Lisa, thank you for being on the show. I am so excited to be with you guys tonight. I really am. And I mean, really, the beards alone just make me excited. I mean, th- three <laughs> yeah. white guys with beards that have a podcast. Exactly. It's, it's, we are a walking cliche. Yeah, yeah we really are. Yeah. What a novel idea. Yeah, I know. <laughs> we have been doing it for six years, but... We, cr- we created our own niche. We, on, could, uh, we could stop anytime. Yeah. <laughs> you did, but no, no, no. Let me just tell you, this is actually really encouraging to see you having these conversations. Um, you, like as in white men with beards, having these conversations. <laughs> no joke. Um, so I'm just really, I'm really, truly honored to be here. Thanks for having me. Great. <laughs> so I guess the initial question is for our audience is just to tell us a little bit about yourself, background, um, not you know with, without spoiling the book, of course, since it's mostly the book is about your background. It is my background. Um, our, our general starting question is: Who do you think you are? <laughs> Wait a minute, just let me tell you—that's one of my favorite shows in the world. Uh, <laughs> yes, it's an actual show, and it's a genealogy show, no less. In fact, what they do is they take a you know a star and they they trace that star's genealogy back and find a really cool ancestor and tell them about. And it always is like this dramatic, epic story. And I have to tell you, that was one of the inspirations for the book. Oh, wow. Ironically, literally, like I just got hooked on this show. I've seen almost every, in fact, I think I've seen every season twice or three times. Wow. And um, yeah, and and I and, and I, I just, I got into genealogy and to doing my family research yeah. about 30 years ago, um, literally 30 years ago, 1991, after seeing Dances with Wolves. <laughs> Oh, God. Wow. wait, was 1991 30 years ago? My, oh, God. my gosh. I noticed wow. it ages. Don't we all feel old now? Like, oh wow. my gosh. Boy. So, yes, 91. Um, I just came out of the, I saw Dances with Wolves, and I like, was sitting there, and I'm feeling like, you know, like a lot of people got awakened to their possible Native American history <laughs> through, that, yeah. through that movie. But I did remember a conversation I had with my grandma back when I was in grade school. Um, and just a little bit about me. I, I was born in New York City, but raised in Philadelphia with my family who all lived. Well, my mom, my grandma, well, I'm sorry, my grandmother, grandparents, great grandparents, they all lived in South Philly. But we lived in the suburbs, like out in what they called West Oak Lane, Germantown, Ch- um, uh, okay. Chestnut Hill at one point. And so, um, so I'm, you know, I'm sitting there with my grandma in her South Philly home. And, and I remembered our conversation on the schoolyard that day where several of the kids were saying, I'm part Cherokee, I'm part Cherokee, I'm part Cherokee, right? And I I didn't know what we were, if we were part <laughs> anything. So I went and asked my grandma, who else are you going to ask, right? Yeah. So grandma said, um, she, you know, she said, we're black. And that was it. I was like, okay. <laughs> so, okay. And so the next time I went home, though, I went back to her, like, you know, next, we always went every weekend. Um, I asked again. And, uh, you know, kind of tre- trepidatiously because they kept talking about it on a schoolyard and I still didn't know. So she said, OK, I'll tell you a secret. We are part Native American, but don't ever tell anybody you are because they'll think you're trying to pass for white. Oh, isn't that okay. deep? That's so yeah, deep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, that doesn't make sense. But OK, <laughs> so I literally never did tell anybody. And then I saw Dances with Wolves. 
And I, I mean, <laughs> Kevin Costner inspired you. Kevin Costner changed your life. You heard it here first. I'll tell you what, Kevin Costner, if you're listening, like, yeah. <laughs> and I think it's Mary McLaughlin who played um, uh, Stands with a Fist, right? So, uh, yes, they did change my life because I, the minute he hit the, the, the planes, I started weeping. Like, I, I mean, I've never wept like that in a movie before. Huh. Um, uh, no, the only other time I wept like that in a movie was when I saw um, uh, The Color Purple. Oh. Oh, my gosh. It hit someplace deep in my yeah. soul. So here I am, like Kevin Costner walking through the plains, and and it's hitting me in this deep place that I didn't know I had. So I then began to do the research to figure out, okay, so exactly how are we connected to the Native American story? And, and to this day, it's not provable, so I don't claim it. Um, I do write about it in the book in chapter two. I write about the mystery and the breadcrumbs and the search. Um, and, um, and all I have is my family's stories and the census data and you know the names on the rolls, the Dawes rolls, which do match the surnames around my grandparents, or not grand, second great grandparents. But they did not walk the Trail of Tears. And the only way to be counted as a member of the Cherokee Nation is to have made it, have an ancestor who made oh, it to the okay. end of the Trail of Tears. In other words, who did not rebel. Yeah. You, had to, you had to go along, go yeah. along with the, with mm -hmm. the uh, subjugation in order to be counted. And my ancestors, according to our family story, said fuck you sorry <laughs> no 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 no, no, no. podcast Absolutely. Here. yeah you're okay. you're you're welcome this, you're in good company safe. you're a good company you're safe yeah it's <laughs> a safe space pastors. yeah pastors. Oh no God. no we're, we okay, are former we pastors. are we are as former as former pastors can be trust okay. me you're good but that's basically what they said they said yeah. f you and they said i'm out of here and they left they you know or they just never even went and um but because of that they got separated forever mm -hmm. from their people um, if they are actually connected as our family stories say they are. So, but it's, it's an incredible story. I, this, the, the search began 30 years ago, um, while I was trying to figure out who I think I am and what I found out about who I am is that, um, back in the year one, like 1000 years ago, hello, through DNA, <laughs> through DNA research, my mother's 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 mother a thousand years ago goes back to the Yoruba and the Hausa people. Huh. Hmm. Wow. And those are people, and you're going, who are they? They are, they are two tribes from Nigeria. The Hausa people are in northern Nigeria, and they actually, um, their story is that they actually migrated to northern Nigeria from Iraq, and so they have a, they're Muslim. Okay. Um, and then the this in the southern um, part of Nigeria, and actually it's a pretty prolific tribe. They're kind of all over the place, but especially southern Nigeria, you have the Yoruba people. And within the Yoruba nation, with the Yoruba people, you have the griots. And I, I firmly believe that we were among the griots, the, the story keepers, the storytellers. And um, because my mom is an amazing storyteller as well. My grandmother was a poet and a singer. And that's, you know, we're the carriers of the story. So sure. that's who I am. And and you read the book to find out the rest. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the best answer we've had to who do you think you yeah, are. Pretty that good. Was, that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. That's solid. Um, so about the book. So when I, to me, this book sits between two ends of a spectrum on uh, 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 books on you know race and black lives. 
it, it sits between there's the personal storytelling of what it reminded me of was uh, Between the World and Me by Tana Hesse Coates, yeah, which we read a couple years ago, I think. Good, just phenomenal, uh, phenomenal. Mm-hmm. yeah. And then um, the sort of the um, historical information of Stamp from the Beginning, yeah, uh, which I read too. Yes. Not not a light read, lot, but lots of in, just incredible information. I mean, just, what a great co- I mean comparisons. Wow, I'm very honored. It, it, yeah, it's, it's it, it really does sit between those two things. And I told the guys when I read mm. just the introduction mm. that I felt like your book, and you can say this is me blowing smoke up your ass or whatever, but I felt like the book <laughs> was was going to be as important as those two books, at least wow. to me. Um, wow. and, and those you. and those really transformed my understanding of of what it means to live in a black body. And, mm. you know, and the historical roots of systemic racism, things mm. that like you sort of like, OK, that probably happened. But then you read and go, holy fuck, that really did happen. Like, yeah. And it happened in a way that I didn't even understand how how <laughs> systemic it right. really was. Like, so anyway, it turns out I was right. That book actually does all those things. <laughs> so congratulations <laughs> on writing a book that is that well. Yeah. It's just that well thought out and again, well researched 30 years of research going into this about your family and your history. Thank and being you. able to tell the stories in a way that make it readable, but also give you good information too. That's not easy to do. I'm sure. <laughs> I really do appreciate that. I'll tell you what, it was really hard. This was like, I mean, look, it normally takes me about a month to a month and a half to write a book, at least the first draft. This took Jeez. me two years to write yeah. the first wow. draft, yeah. just the first draft. Yeah. Because as I was writing, I'm realizing, Oh, I need to do more research about that. Oh, I'm not really, you know, so it, yes, thank you. I appreciate yeah, that. You're welcome. It was a lot of effort. Yes. <laughs> so speaking of systemic racism, let's start with Pope Nicholas V. Okay. <laughs> um, let's go you, there. Because you mentioned he has the, he. Ha- this is sort of like, sort of the genesis of modern day racism is this papal bull he puts out that says that explorers can claim quote unquote uncivilized lands and the peoples and, and basically claim them for the, for their own. And, and yes. really, it's it's because of it's modern day racism literally has its roots in theological justification. Right. But it even goes back beyond that because Mm -hmm. what Pope Nicholas V was referencing was Aristotle. So Pope Nicholas V was inspired by Aristotle who said in his book on politics, he wrote, if a, a people group has been, has been conquered, it has demonstrated that it was created to be enslaved. Fantastic. That's what he wrote. Wrote that. So you know, he he literally believed in human hierarchy. He literally believed um, that his race and and by the way, it was it was his mentor, his teacher, Plato, who came up with the idea of race in the first place. Um, He said race is the different metals that different people groups are made of. Right. Mm -hmm. So there's the gold people, the silver people, the copper, the tin. And, you know, whatever metal your race is determines how you will serve society. So in the in the mind and in, in the in the white imagination that the crafted race, Plato, um, the race was meant to order society. Jeez. At the very least, we know that it may or may not have had hierarchy in the very beginning, but it only took 10 years, 10, (laughs) 10 years for Aristotle to create hierarchy out of it. Right. And so then flash forward a thousand years. And that's when you get Pope Nicholas V referencing Aristotle without a quote, without a um, a citation, by the way. Hello. He should have cited him. I mean, mean, if you're going to take papal bullish, at least put it in bibliography. Let's let's just be honest. Preachers have been stealing. (laughs) That's a good point. Time (laughs) immemorial. So it's the worst ethics in the world. Yeah, pretty much. Much, um, yeah, 
So, but like, so he, he's, he's like, yeah, he's quoting um, Aristotle or at least paraphrasing without citation. And, but so that's, what's also very deep for me is that he's not drawing from scripture. Yeah. He's drawing from Aristotle. Yeah. So with, he, if you drew from scripture, if you drew from the first page of the Bible, mm-hmm. he would have to say all humanity was created to exercise dominion in the world period and all humanity is made in the image of god there and as a result it all humanity is called to exercise stewardship uh, over land of land and so but he didn't do that no instead what he said was if you're conquered and by the way they weren't even conquered yet but he still said it right you you demonstrate that you're you're created to be enslaved so you know the babylonians thought that the babylonians who um who had enslaved the hebrews who wrote genesis 1 right so um that's what that's what they were writing against when they wrote and let them um be made in my image that was a direct yep. um affront to the to the worldview of their enslavers Mm. Did you have something? No, go ahead. Okay, yeah. Uh, you talk about the ground of white supremacy, you know, being the snatching, and, and to go along with what we just talked about, mm-hmm. to being the ground of it being the snatching and suppression of literally any flourishing of anyone that isn't white. Um, and it's really the crack in our national foundation. Can you take a deeper dive on that, that whole idea? Yeah. I mean, when you talk, what is white supremacy? I mean, people, I'll tell you what, it's become a much more common term in the last decade, yeah, right? Mm-hmm, and yeah. Nobody ever really used that back nope, in the 90s or even nope. the early 2000s. In fact, I think I might have been the first one to, to write about it in print and just use it nominally at Sojourners um, in response to, to um, uh, Trayvon Martin's killer, Ger- mm-hmm. Zimmerman, being let off. Yeah. And I just said, this is white supremacy. And I remember my editor saying, you can't say that. People, I said, but that's what it is. And so I fought for that. But when we when we when we established race on this on this soil the supremacy of whiteness is another way to put it which might make people able to understand a little bit yeah. you know a little take a little of the fire out of it yeah. just the logic of it there's a logic to the construct called whiteness when whiteness was constructed it was constructed to determine one thing to determine who was created by God and given divine capacity and right to rule on colonized land. So all over the world, wherever the crown colonized, and, and you know, there were all kinds of European crowns that colonized, but wherever those crowns colonized, the first thing they did was to establish who's going to be white, hmm. who's white, mm-hmm. and white was at the top. So white is at the top in Brazil, the same as white is at the top here in the US. White is at the top in Australia, the same as white is at the top in South Africa. That, that's just the way that colonization worked. It's not scientific, it is, it is political actually, because mm. politics at its core is simply the conversation that people have in order to determine how they will live together and the decisions that they make about how they will live together. That's all it is. That's all politics is. And so the, the decisions that they made about how we would live together in colonized spaces, the number one decision they made was who's going to be white? Hmm. Who's going to rule here? And 
and how you know who's white is because these are the people creating the laws, first of all. And yeah. then also these are the lot people, the laws benefit. Um, in On American soil, whiteness began um, around 1662. Mm -hmm. So 1616, 1619 rather, 1619, um, you get the first Angolan Africans who are who are who started out on board actually they started out in Angola but then they ended up on board a, a, a death ship coming um, off the western coast of Africa when it gets into Atlantic you know the um, Caribbean waters it's then pirated by um, and it's a Dutch ship pirated by an English warship called the White Lion and that English warship then took those those Africans who were bound for Mexico, by the way, they that English worship took them, rerouted them up to not Jamestown, but Point Comfort, which is right next to it. And it's the current day Hampton and like basically dropped them off there. Now, at that moment, the people who were leading in the Jamestown area, because that's basically it was that it was that region, they could have said, uh, we're not into that, guys. Send them back. You know, we're not doing that thing. We're not doing this this slavery thing that's been going on for a hundred years now, down in the Caribbean and also down in, in South America. They could have done that. They didn't. Instead, what they said was, "Bring them. We'll use them. We'll exploit them." Originally, the process um, was not enslavement. It was indenture, although a few people, a few of them were enslaved, but most of them were indentured, which meant there was a timestamp on their service and white and Native Americans could all be indentured. But whiteness began to show its head first through the courts when these three servants ran away and they escaped two white guys and a black man. And um, and when they came to in before the court, the court said, um, you know what? I'm going to excuse the white guys and make them do time serve. And they're, you know, in other words, they're, they're, they're free to go. But for the black man who was indentured with them, same amount of time, he said, but you have to stay, you have to stay in your indenture. And um, I don't remember exactly how much time he got, but the, but the records actually say that or show that most people of African descent who were indentured never really had their time enumerated. People didn't even record the start date so that they could keep them in perpetuity, right? And they got away with that because they were African, not, not, not European. So that's the first time you start to see the privilege of whiteness. Then in 1662, I had to give you this like history lesson. Uh, dude, no, just, no, we're great. good. No, you couldn't <laughs> have it. Yeah. We're into it. Audience. Yeah, yeah, keep going. Oh, okay, good. Okay, good. So in 1662, you get this, um, uh, you get this uh, legislation that's passed down in the House of Burgesses. And it's in response to a court, another court um, date. Uh, Elizabeth Key took her case to court, an enslaved woman whose father was a British citizen. And he recognized her as his daughter and had her baptized. But according to English common law, you could not enslave a, another English citizen. And you also could not enslave a fellow Christian. So she said, wait a minute, I shouldn't be able to be enslaved. My papa is an English citizen and I'm a Christian. So she took it to court and she won. And then a flood of other people began to say, wait a minute, 
our papas are English citizens too. Like, in other <laughs> words, these white guys were raping their enslaved black women yeah. and creating mixed race children. And those mixed race children were starting to get like, whoa, what's going on here? So they took their cases and they won. So in 1662, the Virginia legislature, House of Burgesses says, yo, what's up? Our people are leaving. Like, you know, people are packing up and leaving the plantations. We got to stop this. Now they had a choice they could have made then. They could have said at that moment, you know, we should phase out the slavery thing and just stick with the indenture if we want to be just like unjust light, right? Um, or we could, right? Or we could just figure out a way to actually transition into just a work for pay, like, you know, kind of system, which is fully just, you know, and pay people just wages and like do that and let everybody thrive. But they didn't. Instead, the choice that they made was this. They said, all right, we see you and we raise you one. You say that you that you deserve a freedom because citizenship comes through the line of the father, according to English common law. Well, guess what we're going to do? We're going to shift where citizenship comes from. We're going to put it through the line of the mother, uh -huh. the black enslaved mother. So and then they added two words that were that established blackness and whiteness all at the same time. They added in perpetuity in other words forever yeah so if your lineage traces back in virginia to a black woman then you will be enslaved according to that law and your children and your children's children and your children's children children oh. children children in perpetuity but if your ancestry traces back to a white mother in Virginia, then you cannot be enslaved. So that's where whiteness and blackness began in America. And it only took two years, two, for Maryland to pick up on that. Now, the problem that Maryland, where my ancestor Fortune was born, um, and, and she was born in 1687, right? So she had two, um, she had a mom and a dad. Her mom was... Maudlin McGee. Maudlin McGee was an Ulster Scots woman um, who had come over with her husband, George McGee, and um, they were indentured servants. And she fell in love and had an affair with a Senegalese man named Sambo, which means second son. He was from, he is his, he boarded, he was boarded aboard a death ship that left the Gambia River. Hence, his last name was Gam, which became mm. game over time. <laughs> and so Sambo and Maudlin got together and they had a baby. And that baby's name, they named Fortune. And Fortune was born in 1687 at exactly the time when Maryland's race laws were shaping and becoming what they eventually became, which is basically a mirror image of Virginia, where white women, the privilege of having a white ancestor saved you, a white woman ancestor saved you from being able to be enslaved, but you could be indentured if your father was black, your indentured service was more than if your father was white. It was 10 years longer. Again, hmm. The privilege of whiteness is explicit in the original race laws. I, I mean, it, we just didn't learn any of this. I, I, no. I just, I mean, look at our judicial system. It, I, it's, it, it's the same thing. I know. I mean, it's, it's so crazy. I know we've had a similar journey as, in how we look at race. We, we live in Indiana. So, you know, 
Hey, I have some of my some of the some of the book takes place there. So yeah, yeah. I mean, and we live in a a pretty a pretty racist town. I mean, we just do. Like it's it's actually a it's a pretty well known for its racism. What's the name of the town? Martinsville. Of course, of course, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I said, do you know? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, where exactly is that? It's like a half hour south of Indianapolis and a oh, half okay. hour north of Bloomington. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. So, deeply conservative. We're not. We've been asking these questions of ourselves for the last few years. And I think we've all just been struck by how literally whitewashed the history is that we have been taught. Yeah. I mean, to, to to listen to what you're saying, it, it's literally like you just, I just wonder if some people listen to those kinds of things and they just go, but like, how could that happen? Well, I, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it just, it happened. I mean, yeah, now it happened. And like, the reality that it happened. Yeah. And it seems, it seems so overwhelming. I mean, Wait, can I, can I just tell you, sure, this is, yeah. this is how it happens. It happens exactly the same way that Joe Manchin is holding out on voting uh, rights right yeah. now. That's how it happens. You see, in those very first, those first race laws that were passed in Virginia and the ones in Maryland, but especially the Virginia ones, let's let's focus there. They almost lost, they almost lost their free labor. Yeah. And the people who were creating the laws, you know, the the Washington Post just came out two days ago, or maybe it was even just yesterday. Um, no, I'm sorry. Last week <laughs> came out last week. I saw the article two days ago. Um, they came out last week with an article with, with a report on this major research that they did that uncovered 1700 um, elected officials, senators and Congress representatives that owned slaves in American history. And that goes all the way up to the 1920s. So that doesn't mean they owned slaves in the 1920s. It means that people who were in the House of Representatives or senators at that time were also slave owners during the civil before the Civil War. They were still there. And that those 1,700 men, all men, except for one woman, um, they are the ones who shaped the law. So yeah. where are they gonna, they're going to shape it to benefit them. Yeah. That's why. So Manchin right now is holding out on voting rights. Why? Because it benefits him yeah. to keep the status quo. It benefits him um, to, to, to have an electorate that can be gerrymandered. It benefits him to suppress black and Latino and poor and senior and women's votes because all those people would vote for, for climate change um, legislation, change to mitigate climate change. And his 71% of all of his earnings are coal. Um, are, coal. Are coal. Yeah. Our coal of are from the company, the one company that he started. Yeah. His company, his coal company, his energy yeah. company. So he ain't gonna he's not gonna legislate against that, yeah. right? No. I, I mean it's and it's also out in the open now. Like yes. you can't hide anything, but like you don't have to hide anything anymore. That's what's so crazy. Like that's what's scary. He could he yeah. could come out and just go, This is why I'm vote not voting for this and say exactly yes. what you just said, and people would be like... And he'll win re-election. All right. And he'll win, win mm -hmm. and that is how the first slave laws happened. Mm -hmm. That's how it happened. So, so do you... I mean, like I said, we live in a very 
it's a fairly small town. I mean, it's what, 15,000 people, 12,000 people, something like that. Um, Although we have an interstate now, so uh, it's probably going to grow. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah, But like, you never know. Just don't let Starbucks come into town. We've had had that for years. Yeah. Oh, you did? Oh, yeah. 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 Well, watch out. 15 (laughs) 15 years. Yeah. 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 I I mean, even just looking at like, I've questioned at times looking around our town going, how? Like, how would we even begin to change the minds of this town on on the on the ideas of in race? Like when they're flying their fuck Joe Biden flag. I mean, it's it's just insane. Don't blame me. I voted for Trump. Yeah, I mean, it's and, it's just yeah. literally insane. And it's like, how do you like how do we even begin to change? I mean, do you look at at the situation, especially as a black woman, and say, like, do do you? I mean, do you feel hope? that it can change or do you just oh, yeah. look and go holy shit because you look and it's in the 1600s or whatever these laws are being made you know and yeah. it's like it's been going on for so long and it's so baked into the dna of this country it is how do we even begin to change it the thing that gives me hope first of all there's a lot of reason not to hope right now i mean a lot of reason yeah. not to hope yeah um and mansion is number one on my list of reasons not to hope because he's showing us He's showing us what our politicians are capable of and yeah. the reason, the, the exact reason why we haven't moved forward and why we keep moving back. Right. So that's the reason not to have hope. But this is what gives me hope. The fact that the fact that we had slavery and then God ended slavery, we had Jim Crow and then God ended Jim Crow. But God didn't just do it. Poof. God put the seed of the belief that we could change these things in the hearts of people who trusted God in the hearts of people who, who needed God, who knew that this thing is beyond them. So they called on God's power and God showed up because God is not about letting God's image on earth be crushed for too long. And so the Jim Crow is over. Now the Shoah is over women's um uh, subject women's uh lack of the ability to vote is over now because of women of faith and some men too civil rights we won the civil rights act and the voting rights act and yes we are going to have to build it back even better the next time but that era those acts came because people who had faith in in, in the Jesus way, in, in the ethic, the ethic of overwhelming goodness between people, of shalom was what I, what, how yeah. I understand yep. it. Yeah. That ethic, they had faith in that. And they then pushed their bodies up against violence. And they said no. And because masses stood up and said no, we got that Civil Rights Act and that Voting Rights Act. And but the thing is, you know, what they say, democracy is not free. You got to fight for it. And every single generation has to, every single generation has to fight for it. You got to fight. So do I have faith that, a, that humanity is all of a sudden in mass going to become like, like everybody, a Buddha and everybody, like everybody, like, you know, doing good and, you know, loving and no, no, here's what I have faith though. I have, I do have faith that the arc of the moral universe is long but it does bend toward justice because we have seen, we have seen God stop the darkness. God, God put a limit on the pain again and again and again. And I believe that that includes this current darkness that we're in. Hmm. 
So hearing the, this is more of a lament than it is a question, <laughs> but, but hearing about how things, the past things were enacted so quickly in two years, in 10 years, things were flipped. Why, why can't we unflip it in exactly. the same quick motion? We can. And that's exactly, so I was going to say, in fact, I'm so glad you said that. That's actually at the core of why I have hope. Because we made decisions. We're our, our nation and every colonized land is not like that because one day, you know, it just happened. It happened because decisions were made in the political realm about how we would live together. And because these are all decisions, it's man-made. We live in a man-made hierarchical um, a construct of human hierarchy of belonging. That means we, human beings, can dismantle it and craft a new way of being together in the world. That is what gives me hope because that requires repentance. And I'll tell you what, at the heart of our faith, for those of you who are struggling with faith, look, this is the reason to have faith because this gives you the ability to say no more, to say no more, to have the humility to say, I don't know it all. I have done wrong. I am now going to turn and walk in another direction and another way of being in the world. And that's going to take real work, especially for white men. Y'all, I had, I'm going to tell you some deep stuff about white men. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> Absolutely. I need it. I need it. I yeah. We'll go ahead and just confirm everything you're going to say <laughs> yeah. beforehand. Hit, a, hit us where it hurts. White men are I'm gonna trash. I'm going to hit you. Get do it. This, right. So I had this deep thought like a year ago, I was actually preparing for a talk I was giving uh, for the Quakers. And, and I, and I realized I was like, you know, okay, so trying to trace back, what was that year? You know, you guys can do this. What was the year when white men went somewhere, anywhere in the world and didn't imagine that they should rule there or they Ooh, could do it better? Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> I give up. Yeah. Y'all didn't even think about it. You just no. Knew, no. Right? I, well, no, I yeah. just, I, I, I have some missionaries in my family <laughs> and it's like, they're still, still fucking doing that shit. They're yes. still doing it. Oh, yes. I know, dude. Yes. Oh, and it's just like, please stop for the love of God. Please so, stop. So I thought, I thought long, I mean, I really did. I really thought about this. I thought, okay, what would, what would the year be? What could, what, when could we trace back and find that time, that era when people of European descent did not go somewhere and think I should rule here. And I had to trace back to before the Greek empire. It was before the Greek empire. We're talking 3000 years ago. Okay. 3000 years. So if there is a reason to not have hope, that's it. Why? Because there is no common memory among white men, especially of not ruling. Yeah. There's no, y'all don't have a concept mm -hmm. of, of going somewhere, even in your own spaces in the world and not ruling there, right? So, but, but here's what gave me hope. There was a time. So this mm. is not, it's not like y'all are aliens from outer space and you, and you just immediately, <laughs> like you just intrinsically have to rule wherever you go. No, that's not it. This happened, which means it can unhappen. Mm-hmm which means you have, you're human and you have the ability as human beings to choose another way of being in community with the rest of humanity in the world. And guess what? We welcome that. 
I think we just went to church. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I think we did. I, yeah, you guys I, came for a book and got and got a killer sermon. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, when you, it's it's really interesting though when you put it that way of like when have white men ever gone somewhere and not automatically assume they should rule? It's like that's a it's just another thing. Like in the last mm-hmm. five to ten years, if I've been really asking these questions, I'll have these moments where it's just like, God, I've never thought of that before. Like, yeah. But that's exactly what we live in, that reality we live in. I mean, that's white privilege. Like, we, it is so hard, even for white men, to describe to other white people what white privilege is. Like, yeah, yeah. Because it automatically goes, well, we grew up poor. And it's like, no, dude, like, that's not at all what we're fucking talking about. Like, it's what you just said. We can go anywhere and just assume that we're at the top of the food chain. Yeah, Yeah, that's right. I mean, I, Lisa, I went to Haiti in 2007. Mm-hmm. I was a youth pastor, took some kids and some adults, and we went to a mission in, in Haiti to save mm-hmm. the Haitians. Dude, I'm not kidding. Yeah. This was I was already starting to sort of deconstruct my faith and ask mm-hmm. a lot of really difficult questions of yeah. what I had been taught growing up. Mm-hmm. And I got out of that trip, and it was like, they they didn't need us there. Mm-mm. Like... Yeah. I, I mean, it, the, where it really slammed me hard mm. was we were there and we were helping build a house is one of the things we were doing because, you know, whatever. We're you can't white. go on a mission trip without building I mean, a house. You know, what What other, so you got to take, you got to yeah. take pictures for the donors, you nobody know. Nobody else knows how to build their own damn house. No. Well, I mean, this is, the thi- this is the thing, though. This is where it changed for me was yeah. we had a day where we started building the foundation of this house. We started building. We spent a couple of days building it and we got a little bit of it done or whatever. And so we stopped building. We had some other things we were doing around the village. And like the Haitian dude stepped in and they had that house built in like an afternoon. Like all they were waiting for us was to get the fuck out of the way. Yeah. I realized. And it was just like in this moment, it was just like, oh. Oh, man. Like it just, I I felt so gross. Like it, it, the whole white savior thing really, I had never thought about that before until that trip. And it was like, boy, that. Yeah, I just didn't. Mission, I, mission tourism. I, I, I mean, it felt really gross. Like, wanna, and, and that's what you're talking about. It's like we go down and we assume we're liberating people or something, or we assume they that how could these people survive without their white saviors? And it's like, well, go ahead, yeah. Beyond the savior thing is the supremacy thing. Yes, yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, the savior yeah. comes from the from the supremacy yeah. thing. Yeah. There's a there's an assumed nobility. An assumed goodness of whiteness, an assumed rightness or truthfulness of yeah. whiteness. There's an assumed um, uh, credibility of whiteness and an assumed um, capacity of whiteness. So, in other words, white to be white is to be God. Yeah. Well. So when you really think about that, to be white is to be God, and to be white is to be able to name and order other people. To say to my ancestors, you are three-fifths of a human being and have it happen according to the law. Only God should be able to do that. So it's my contention, and I say this in the book, that the principal sin, the core sin of people of European descent has been to be at war with God for supremacy. Mm. That's it. It's not with other human beings. It's with Uh, God. uh, Yeah. Because that war has actually caused people of European descent, wherever they have gone, to crush the image of God in that place, to silence it, to crush it, to twist it, to eradicate it 
in many cases out of from genocide. And so that has been that has been the project since the age of colonization and exploration, which became the age of colonization. And 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 so that's that's where I think, look, these are choices. Yeah. And that means you can undo it. That means we can repair it. That means we can choose to be together in another world. But that can't happen without first seeking the truth, listening to the truth, and telling the truth. How, so here's a good follow-up question to that. I think you're 100% correct. How, in an increasingly post-truth society, how do we convey the actual truth? Okay, so this is where family yeah. research comes into play. Okay. So this is why I think the genealogy work is so important. So Michael, Matt, Brad, your homework today, and Ruben, I see you. Um, <laughs> your homework today is to go out and do, <laughs> hey Ruben, to go out. Next thing you're going to do, if you don't already have an account on Ancestry.com or MyHeritage or you know some kind of genealogy site, yeah. You're going to do that. You're going to start your account and you're going to start putting, plugging in the names of your grandparents and your great grandparents as far back as you can go. And then you're going to start clicking on the leaves, the hints, and those hints will then begin to fill in your tree. And you're not just doing this. You can do it originally. And this is everybody always says, oh, wow, look at that. I have another, I found another grandson. So, you know, the, the original or the, the, the initial goal is just to fill in the family tree. Yeah. But the next step is to ask, what was happening in the world when they were in it? <laughs> what, where were they um, when 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 fortune was being hauled to court and um, and it was declared that she would then be an indentured servant until she was thirty one years old because of those race laws? Where where, where were they in sixteen eighty seven? Where were they? Um, uh, when, when, uh, when Snick, when, uh, when Stokely Carmichael raised his fist and said black power, which basically meant we too are human beings. We too are created to exercise dominion on earth. Where were your ancestors? How did they respond to that? What's their part in it? Were they, were they at all mixed up in the, in the, the slaveocracy of the South? In what way were they mixed up in it? Were they an owner of land? Were they um, an overseer? Were they um, a hired hand along, that worked along the enslaved people? How did they get, did they get um, swept up in, in the racist, you know, frenzy of climate that came in the, in the, re after the post-reconstruction era? Where were your ancestors? What was their, their part in this? This is important because as you do that, primary document work, looking at the census data, looking at the wills, looking at church records and baptismal records, um, looking at, at tax records, looking at military service, um, and, and looking at journals if you can find them, and also listening, listening to the elders in your family and your grandparents tell the stories, getting them to tell the stories. As you do that, you then, you then can refute any of those whitewashed narratives that come your way through your schools or your churches or your party, right? Because you have solid primary source documentation that is your family and nobody can, can refute that. And if more and more white men and women did that research and stood in that truth and told that truth, do you know that there would be a, there would be a formidable, a formidable challenge to the to the the false narratives that keep us entrenched in this in this 
um, this war for power in our nation? Yeah, I've actually done some of that. I haven't done super extensive research. My wife and I are on Ancestry, and she she's dug more than I have on her side and mine. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I found something interesting. Like, um, I mean, we've gone back to the 1600s. I think I haven't done like deep dives on individuals like mm-hmm. you're talking about yet. But we've gone all the way back. We had a relative on the Mayflower. We, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> interestingly enough, wow. interestingly enough, had a father and son who the, the son fought for the Confederacy during the civil war and yeah. the father did not. Mm. And so like just yeah. what you're talking yeah. about, like I, I hadn't even thought about the fact of, Oh, there was a family divide there. Yes. Like that was a, huge. a family it divide, most likely over slavery. <laughs> no, absolutely over slavery in that day. My goodness. Yeah. That's what it was about. That's yeah. exactly. And the fact that that father stood up, Wow. Is it possible that you, you actually got some of his DNA, some of his spirit, <laughs> you know, that that's the reason why you said, you know what, F this, <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm not doing this. You yeah. know what I mean? You, you have some of that in you. And so that's part of your heritage as well. So, you know, as much as you do that and you also begin to see where did they come from before they came here? What was it that drove them here? Was it, I'll guarantee you, it was one of two major things. It was either oppression or poverty. Mm-hmm. It's usually the two yep. major yeah. things that draw people here. Or in the case of the, the very few, it was nobility who was granted land here, right? Mm-hmm. So the very few were nobility that were granted land here. And there are some of those old families that are still here and still, still leading stuff today. Um, but if you were in, if you figure out what drove you here, guess what that does? it actually begins to dislodge the talons of this ephemeral ghost called whiteness and reroute you in your people's story, your actual people's story, which you, your ancestors had to renounce when they came here in order to become white. And so when you're in, if you're, if you're claiming I am white, I am white and white, what is white? White doesn't have a people. White doesn't have a story that goes back beyond America. White doesn't have um, a struggle. White doesn't have um, a culture. I mean, although, you know, some people would really argue Frisbee. No, frisbee we have. That, that's frisbee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we have no frisbee culture whatsoever. I always say my culture is mayonnaise. One of, say one, of the, one of the questions, yeah, one of the questions I was going to ask at one point was like, what's it like to have, what's it like yeah. to have an actual heritage and a culture? Because we, we don't know what the hell that's like. So. No, you guys you're standing there all three of you with beards saying you don't have a culture you do have a culture fair enough you know what i mean come on you it's mayonnaise bearded white guys. yeah <laughs> man i mean it was just like i was looking at my ancestry and it was just like oh look another person from england or ireland another freaking pasty jar of mayonnaise yeah. no 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 <laughs> no 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 i'm serious no this is real if they were from Ireland, they were Celts, and they too actually have a major history of of, of um, that's rooted on that land and a, a struggle mm-hmm. against empire. And if they were British, they also have a history of struggle, yeah. and particularly that noble surf thing that was going on there um, that that led many of them to make those decisions to conquer other people so they can they would stop conquering each other. Hello, somebody, right? So they united in order to conquer others. 
Um, and that's that's part of the history too. But y'all need to learn your history. Y'all need to learn where you're from. Y'all need to know who you are, because until until you do, this whole oh I'm just a European mutt. You know what? That's bullshit. It's bullshit. Uh, yes. It really is. That. You know why? It's bullshit because yeah. you're not a mutt. And all you need to do is take that little ancestry DNA, you know, thing, and it'll show you your little pie chart. It'll tell yeah. you. And those are all stories. Every last one of those things, those those nations that come up, there will be stories, stories about ancestors who struggled. You need to find out their struggle. You need to find out what led them to come here. Yeah, because I wonder... that will root you. I'm sorry. One last thing. It will yeah, root you in the human story. Yeah. yeah. We need somebody to call us on our bullshit regularly. Would you I like to join this. a podcast? Yeah, let's get white guys. We got, a, we got room for a fourth. <laughs> or, I guess we're hiring. It pays nothing. The, but the pay is oh limited. God. It's mostly paid in can beer send, and bourbon. Say, but, we can uh, send a bottle of bourbon or something. <laughs> that is hilarious. It's I, funny. I mean, that's that's really interesting. I mean, it's another thing I never really thought about because I, I mean, I'll, I'll confess, I've done the twenty three and Me DNA stuff. I've done the Ancestry dot com, like all the records mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And like, I just looked at it and I was just like. God, I mean, it's just, it, it just, you could have just said, you're just white. Crusty, just a white crusty jar of dukes. Like, I mean, you, you yeah. could have just said, you're just a, you're a jar of Hellman's, like, whatever. Like, and so, but that's interesting. I'd never really thought about it looking at it, like you said, of like, these are, like, these are people. <laughs> exactly. These are people that were born in certain places, raised in certain places by certain people in Had certain, certain climates. They ate. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Certain, yeah. Certain uh, instruments that they played, music yeah. that they listened yeah, to. Yeah. It's really interesting to look. I'm gl- kind of glad you called me on that, actually, because, like, I, I just, I, I was just so. Yeah. You need to be taken down a peg or two. Well, I do. But, like, <laughs> but honestly, when I got. He's my the, brother. When so I found I'd, out. I probably do too. I will say one other <laughs> thing. When I found out about the, uh, the one soldier that, in my ancestry that fought in the confederacy it was kind of like mm-hmm. fuck like yeah. there was a there was a oh god like i don't I, I have to i had to i had to i've had to do this a lot over the last 10 years of like really try not to do that white person like this is making me super uncomfortable thing and so i'm gonna back mm-hmm. off mm-hmm. like i'm good <laughs> you know what i'm saying like and so i think we've done that if we tried to plow through those feelings and go no, like you need, we need to really be hearing the hard things. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and the too. hard things are that, is that white supremacy is real. It's literally baked into the DNA of this country. And all of our, most of our ancestors probably were at least like, they've benefited, benefited from it. From they've from benefited it. from yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, I mean, so I just wonder, I wonder how much of that, like, hesitancy to look into stuff like that is because people are afraid of what they're going to find out. Like, because it really has to, it challenges you. It does. I, I mean, I, I, I think that there's, there's the fear of shame. Yep. Um, and I think there's also the fear of cost, right? Yeah. So I think that there's the fear that, oh my gosh, I will find out that my ancestors own slaves and now I'm going to have to do something about that. Ugh. You know, like, what how can i and then that's and i think that's where the argument well i never owned slaves right yeah i i don't why should i have to pay reparations or something like that but that's not what that that's reparations when you when you come at the question of repair through the lens of well i shouldn't have to right um that's actually not it's not it's let's shift the focus and let's 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 let for a moment let's let the focus not actually be center on the sensibility of a white man okay and instead let's let's shift the focus and let that focus sit for a moment on the sensibility 
of the one who was oppressed by those laws mm -hmm. of the one who lost not just, you know, a lifetime's worth of salary that they could have been putting away because they didn't get any because they were enslaved, but also family members, like literally family sold away. So, you know, and this is part of what I talk about in, in the first part of the book, that these roots, the roots of the construct called race, one of the most devastating things that it did was it separated us. Mm -hmm. it, it divided us, divided family members in different parts of the world, let alone, um, you know, uh, you know, just breaking relationships, yeah. but also it separated us from a sense of who we are. So you have whole people group now who is, who does not have a sense of where we are from. And so there's, there's, there's a very weak core there. It can be a weak core for many who have not done that work or haven't had the privilege of being able to do that work yet. Um, and then, uh, and then and then you get the modern day costs, right? The modern day cost of the FHA law that was passed in around 1935 um, when when they when they started the home loan, homeowner loans, you know, and, and that that calculus that determines um, how much a loan will get. And if, it, if the house is in a particular area and the fact that it was a segregationist who wrote that law and the way that they wrote it was to say that if there's even one black person who lives in an area, the property value shall go down mm -hmm. according to the U.S. government. So of course people are then are going to start to redline and they're going to try to keep black people out because they don't want their property value to go down. But now take that from the perspective of the black person who then is shut out for generations of the, of the ability to build a base of wealth for their family. And in the home that they live in, actually is depreciating in value, not appreciating as it yeah. does in, in, in white communities. And the schools are not are given hand-me-down books from the white communities. So their children are not prepared to actually get jobs that pay well or lead in this world. They're being prepared for jail or prepared to be a consumer, not to be one who leads. So imagine the cost of that. So these are the ways that race broke the world. So let me just say this. If we don't fix it, we will forever be in this continuing cycle of marches and deaths. Forever. Yeah. Yep. But here's the thing. You have the ability. You, white men, you have the ability to stop this cycle. How? By facing the truth and by saying, you know what? I'm going to let my faith be actual faith, not just in my head faith, actual faith. I'm going to stand on the ethics of God. I'm going to tell the truth. I'm going to shame the devil. And I'm going to pay the cost knowing that God's going to make it me, make it possible for me to pay. And God's got my back. God's going to make sure that I get supported in the long run. Um, David came up against this moment. I hate to get all churchy on you and with people who may not do be all it. About go that, for but. it. Yeah, fuck for them. If they don't want to listen, they can turn it off. They can screw well, themselves. Well, there you go. So David had that moment when the Gibeonites came to him and they, and the thing is he had been just talking to God. He was a, he was the King, right? He was just talking to God. God, there's a drought. There's a drought, a famine in the land. What's, you know, what's going on, God? I don't know. What's, what did I do? What's going on? And then there's a knock at the door. I just love, I love the Bible. It's just like, you know what I mean? It's like it, somebody definitely wrote these stories yeah. to be funny. Because it's like almost sitcom rhythms. It really is. Yeah. It really is. So there's a knock at the door and they're like, uh, Mr. <laughs> Mr. David, 
um, Saul tried to commit genocide against all of our people. And then he's like, bing, that's why there's a drought in the land. That's why there's a famine. And he says he could have done one of three things or more. But the three, the three that I've picked out that I've discerned are one, he could have said, oh, I'm so sorry for that peace right like which is oh, exactly so he, if he was a white liberal right. <laughs> <laughs> so we don't want to just smash the conservative brother and we want to go ahead and uh go ahead gotta, get gotta get them all and it's really true right yeah if, if he was america if he was the united states of america the government meaning all of the administrations to point to to this point if he was any one of them if he was our nation what he would have done is said i'm so sorry for you yeah mm-hmm. bye because African-Americans are the only people group in America that have been oppressed here and have never received reparations for what we experienced on this land. The only one. Or he could have done something else. He could have said, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm going to get my men together and I'm going to figure out how we can help you. But that would not have done. That wouldn't have done it. That wouldn't have repaired what, what was broken because the break was not only the genocide per se. The break was the moment that Saul looked at those Gibeonites and imagined that he could be God. He should be the one who determined the day they died. He was the one who determined whether or not they were a people worth living. That was the sin. The sin was to look on them and fail to see the image of God in them. And so, and the image of God you know, in my first book, not my first, my last book, actually, my, my sixth book, but um, The Very Good Gospel, um, one of the things that became clear to me was those the people who read the original hearers of the first page of the Bible, Genesis 1, would have read that text and understood that if God is saying um, if that all humanity is made in the image of God, then what's actually being said here is that God is the king and we are the representative figures of God in God's domain, which is the entire earth. He says, multiply and fill the earth. That means God, the earth is God's domain. And we are, we basically are like, are like the bus at the entrance of a city, you know, the statue at the entrance of a city that is the image of the king that said, the king, this king rules here, Caesar rules here. Well, that's what we are to God all over the earth. But here's the thing, in the ancient world, the condition of those images was a marker of the health of that kingdom. If there, if the images of the king were busted, melted down, twisted, covered over, obliterated, then you knew there was war against the king happening in that kingdom. What if when we legislate in ways that crush or twist or cover over or obliterate the image of God in any corner of our nation, of our jurisdictions? What if when we do that, we are actually waging war against God? So that's how they would have understood that. They would have understood that the image of God must flourish because the the flourishing of the image of God means the flourishing of the kingdom of the rule of God. Gotcha. Wow. So we've done this whole interview and I've never mentioned the name of the book. She has. <laughs> well, I know, but I mean, officially the book is fortune, how race broke my family and the world and how to repair it all. 
Um, you can pre-order it now. Please do. Yeah. Yes. Really, that makes a big difference. It yeah. makes a big difference. We're giving away copies. Yeah, yeah we're, we're gonna we're, we're gonna give away some copies of this on it, Twitter. Twitter.com slash pastors podcast. Yeah. Go there and we'll have a pinned tweet. You can you can you, you, you follow the instructions. You gotta read the book. I mean, it just yeah. Yeah, I mean I this, think we covered like I have like three pages of questions. I was gonna we say got I don't like think two. we covered literally anything. No, no. But somehow <laughs> somehow she managed to cover questions I didn't even ask. Yeah. Which, I mean, oh, just, wow. Yeah, just we were prepared. Gosh. Just crushed Very it. Very prepared. Um, so, do you have time for a lightning round? Can we do a yeah, lightning I round? Yeah, I love those. It's right. fun. Yeah, sure. All right. Did you have anything? Oh, else? no, no, right. no, no, no. Okay. Um, go buy the book, everyone. Everyone. Uh, what is your beverage of choice? Cranberry juice with seltzer. Okay. Mm-hmm. Nice. What is the last album you listened to start to finish? Black is King. By, by by Beyonce. Yeah. yeah. Have, have you seen it on uh, on Disney Plus? Yes, I have. Oh my god. I've seen it three <laughs> times on Disney uh, Plus. I, I've seen it at <sighs> least six times. It's yes. It, I cry every time too. Yes. Yeah. Let me just tell you. Like, I'll just tell you very quickly. I, I know it's lightning round, but whatever. I Don't I, worry about I, it. I was driving for two hours to drop off a niece and nephew in Yonkers not too long ago. Yonkers, New York, and we listened all the way there and all the way back. We listened to Blackest King, and, and oh, it's, it's, so it's a good. spiritual experience. It is. It really. Yeah. In the yeah. the the themes. Oh my gosh, I could talk about yeah, okay. that forever. <laughs> right. um, what uh, what is the best? sitcom theme song oh my gosh okay so the only one that's coming to mind right now is a sitcom that i was absolutely addicted to as a kid um and it was the one well there's so many actually there's several but but this we're all on abc so there's happy days there's laverne and shirley Mm -hmm. but my favorite was three's company oh (laughs) it's a great theme song (laughs) that's a great I, mean, I don't even know the words, but it's like I, we'll be waiting for you. Hers and hers and his three's company, company too. <laughs> that's what we do in the song. That's what we do in this podcast is we only know like parts of songs, exactly. and we just sing. So we just hum our yeah. way through the rest of it, and then well, you do more than me. Yeah. ironically. that's a great yeah. shout. That man, I forgot about that. John that's Ritter great. was fantastic. Ritter, you know, oh we named our dog Tripper. <laughs> We That's so great. He's like a family dog. Yeah, yeah. That's so funny. Yeah. Do you do you have a favorite TV show of all time? I know you mentioned who do you think you are, but is there anything else? Favorite? Oh man, favorite TV show of all time. I mean, I would actually really have to say that probably one of my favorite TV shows of all time has been Grey's Anatomy. Oh, okay. oh, oh you should talk to my wife. <laughs> <laughs> Women do love that show. Yeah, she's a fan. <laughs> we really do. Yeah, Can't imagine why. Creamy, McSteamy, all yeah, that yeah, yeah, I was gonna say. But I, but I think that I think that a lot of it has to do with the ways that that show has blown apart mm-hmm. our our ways of seeing the world by by really like going um, as we say as they say in, in Northern California, aggro on the diversity question. Yeah. On the question of who can have an affair, who is able to um, who who is able to be the ingenue in a story? Can it be a black person? Can a black person lead in this? Can because normally what you would have is you would have a white core and then you might have one black character. <laughs> yeah, right. You no, know? but in Shondaland, that's not the way it works, and I love that. <laughs> um, yeah. How do you like your coffee? Um, with a whole lot of milk (laughs) and, and some sugar too, some sugar. I like it sweet. There you go. (laughs) Um, 
What is your who is your favorite Bible character? <laughs> wow. Can't be Jesus. Okay. Without saying yeah. Jesus, who is the yeah, obvious yeah. one. I think that my favorite Bible character is Brown Mary. Brown Mary. Who is Mary? Okay. She's okay. brown. Yeah. Yes. Love it. She's Man. brown. Yeah. And she lives in a white supremacist Rome. And when she then sings that Magnificat. <laughs> yeah. Boy, do we expose our that. whiteness just now. Oh, okay. Hello. shit. Y'all were all like, who's brown? What? Damn, man. Damn. I love that. I love that. Boy, brown that's Mary. that was that was mildly embarrassing. Uh. <laughs> uh, what? We're gonna hear about that by yeah, well, yeah, we we'll fucking about deserve that. it. We too. fucking deserve it too. <laughs> um, Jesus. We're and we're like and all of us are like, yeah, Jesus was a brown Middle Eastern man, like and they're like, yeah, Brown Mary. Like, who the fuck is that? Like, I'm not sure. That doesn't make sense. I'm not sure. I've. I'm not sure. I've. I've seen the European paintings of Mary. I know what she looks like. And I will say, you just taught me another. I don't know that I've ever thought about about Mary being brown under the oppression of white supremacist Rome. God, it's just another thing. I know. And think, think about, think about that. Now, think about that. Jesus. Yeah. Mary. Joseph. David. I mean, not David. Well, yeah, David. Um, Paul. Peter, they were all brown people yeah. under a white supremacist occupation. The people like Rome did not believe that they were fully human. Literally, they thought they were not. And actually, Rome also didn't believe women were fully human. Yeah. So you had to be white and male and able bodied to be fully human in the Roman um, worldview. Well, put that shit in your New Testament and smoke <laughs> it, boys. That's uh, well. Whew. All right, what goes on? It sure does. <laughs> yeah. What goes on a hot dog? <laughs> the, har- the hard-hitting questions. <laughs> we've had we've had literal fights on this podcast about I love that. So. This. Okay, wait. So I'm in Philly, right? So in oh, Philly, okay. you do a hot dog um, a particular way, right? Yeah. So you can do the ketchup and the mustard and the relish. Um, and you can also do sauerkraut actually too. Oh, you can put yeah. some sauerkraut up on there, but I don't like the sauerkraut. That's not for me. So I do, I, on my hot dog, I like ketchup, mustard, and relish. Okay. That's why I do my hot dog. All right. Last question. Mm-hmm. Do you believe in the multiverse? Tell me the, what it is. And the, I'll tell the, you is, there, so the, is there a, a universe where another universe where you're on a good podcast right now? <laughs> Is what we're saying. There's like simultaneously. Where, where, I know what you're talking about. So yeah. The idea that, that there are d- multiple realities. Infinite, infinite possible realities. Yeah. I, I do. I do believe that there are infinite possible possible realities, but I do not believe they're being played out simultaneously. Okay. I think I think we have infinite choices and we make choices and and the consequences come our way. And that's why I think that we can save this world because we can make choices that dig us out of this hole. We can make choices that repent and repair. Hmm. We are the multiverse. That, that's one of the that's one of the better responses yeah. to that question. <laughs> Most people are like, the fuck is that? I don't know. Sure, why not? Where 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 can our listeners find uh you? Where can they find you online? Um, where can they they Assuming you want them to buy all your books. <laughs> oh absolutely. Y'all. I've met some I've met some of these people. You you gotta be careful. <laughs> 
No, I see Michelle and Irwin and Ruben. Y'all come over, let's have a party. Um, you can come and find me at Lisa S. Harper on Twitter and Instagram, lisasharonharper.page on Facebook. Um, but you can also find me on, on the website, lisasharonharper.com. And that's also where you can find out more information about Fortune. Or you can simply go to fortunebook.us. And that will give you all the information that you need. Please do get the book, um, get it, pre-order it now, and uh, and also tell your friends about it because this it really does. I don't know why we didn't know about this before, but pre-orders really do matter. What they do is they help the people who need to decide if they're going to carry the book <laughs> yeah. in their yeah. stores yeah. or their libraries if they're going to buy it. Right. So you know, more pre-orders mean yeah, we're going to buy this, we're going to get this. Cool. Well, awesome. we got we have so many more things. Yeah, I, you got to come back on. We have so many more things to talk. <laughs> Even about. if it's I really not about, love that. you really just kind of Y'all need to come good. on like once a quarter and just like tell us where we're wrong as well. And just go, what are you I guys thinking about? God. And we'll like, tell you. And you go, no, that's bullshit. Yeah, like we, <laughs> like if you could I just come on once good. a quarter just to put us in our fucking place would be fantastic. Oh no, you guys, no, we're not gonna do that. Gonna <laughs> no, oh, we insist. Shape. There you go. Yeah. All right, all right, all right. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Lisa. Thank you. What's the best hashtag we've ever had on this you podcast? Are my fire. Why? Sweet, sweet, I'm just curious. No, no, fuck you. Cherry flavored blood clot. Oh, oh, that's an early. Wow. Well, what's the one that won overall? I eat Massachusetts. Was that know. it? I, I swear to God, I think, well, I, I think hot penny latte is my magnum opus, <laughs> probably. Yeah. Although we got, uh, we got any feedback? Or Gehenna Jones is <laughs> no. Nope, sometime around eighty episodes, eighty episodes ago. <laughs> oh God, where is this going? Your prostate protest tastes delicious. What was your protest? Your protest tastes delicious. That was on the pot. That was, yeah. that was actually made it. Yeah. Yep. What was that in reference to? I have to? no idea. Uh, I don't know, but it was followed up by Bust a Sister. Bust a Sister? What the fuck? Who listens to this shit? Bust a Rhymes. Oh, oh Bust a Sister. Okay. Epic, episodes. Followed by Give Him a Dojo in the Back. <laughs> sweet, sweet Debbie in handcuffs. That was it. Nope. That was from the last live event. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fuck you. Yeah. Just fuck you. Not me. Patrick said it. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> what are we doing? Uh, hashtags? No, we're doing feedback. Do you no. have any feedback? All right. No feed- Do we have any five-star reviews? Nope. Fuck you guys. If you're listening to this goddamn <laughs> podcast for free, you motherfucker, go to go to the, the Apple podcast thing and leave a goddamn five-star review. It takes like five minutes. Yeah, seriously. I'm gonna, if we don't have one by next week, I'm just going on strike. <laughs> I'm not sure that's great incentive for anybody. I mean, Otis would want it that way. Probably not going play on the strike. Fucking, play the fucking song. Michael, play the fuck. Thank you. I don't have a ton. Can you quit? God, you're fucking obnoxious. I'm the obnoxious one. You're over there just mashing buttons on your computer. I've hit like three. Uh, hashtag, hashtag Kevin Costner changed your life. Yeah. Hashtag unjust light. Those are the two I had from the interview. <laughs> hashtag well. uh, Earl doesn't fuck around. 
Because uh, Ariel's got to die. <laughs> hashtag semi-aggressive pat-downs. <laughs> hashtag not wearing rubber gloves. Yeah, that was something I said when I was going to uh, do a body cavity search on Travis Pinkston. Oh, oh okay. yeah. Uh, hashtag raw dogging the atmosphere. <laughs> hashtag is that my Moby? <laughs> That's I tell you what, man, that might be the winner. <laughs> I love that so much. Hey, Daniel Irwin, I got this for you. Right there, buddy. Uh, hashtag uh, come stain on my shackney mat. <laughs> uh, hashtag genocide in a Kleenex. Jesus Christ. God damn, man. Hashtag, That's it. Hashtag eating out grandma. grandma. Eating out grandma. No, a grandma. <laughs> hashtag he's like veal. <laughs> and then t- diagnosed with GERD. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag Earl doesn't fuck around. Hashtag I'm not wearing rubber gloves. <laughs> Hashtag is that my Moby? <laughs> Hashtag where would you prefer your cum stains? Hashtag creating genocide in a Kleenex. Hashtag what is gum stains? <laughs> Hashtag that's from Dan. Hashtag immune to grandmas. Uh, hashtag lab meat. <laughs> hashtag forbidden meat. Hashtag bite labs. Hashtag in vitro meat production. <laughs> I like that a lot. I like, I that, like that, that one a lot. Hashtag nineties <laughs> mid right salami. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag Melody Young Mid created Meg Rob- Ryan's tastes salami a back lot, in the day. Tastes a lot like Tom Hanks. I'm just saying they created it themselves. <laughs> Home brewed Meg Ryan salami. Tastes like John Mellencamp's cigarettes. I'll have what she's having. <laughs> That's forward, buddy. See, if you ate Meg Ryan salami, Stop you could it. say, I'll have, I'll have what she's having. Hashtag, <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag Melon Camp Beef Jerky. Oh, Hashtag. Boy, you talk about seeing you. More like Melon Can't. <laughs> That's it. That's no, it. I know. That's it. That's not the best one. <laughs> hashtag, he's like veal. Hashtag, honey roasted Macaulay Culkin. And then hashtag, wheelbarrow full of sushi. Yeah. I've got a lot of the same ones. Kevin Costner, if you are listening, unjust light. Is that my Mopey? Shaq T, 32 ounces. Because uh, his number's 32. Um, oh, is that why? Yeah, yeah that's why. It, <laughs> Thanks, because he's probably got a fucking horse. Well, you know. Uh, hashtag genocide in a Kleenex. Hashtag- tell you what, the best Jack joke I ever heard was from the roast of, I don't remember, the roast of Justin Bieber, maybe. I don't even remember. But Sha- uh, Kevin you, Hart. Wait, wait, wait. No, no, no. You watched the roast. No, I saw a clip. I saw a clip. <laughs> Kevin uh, Kevin Hart, The he's really short. Somebody said he was the host, and somebody said it's good to be it's good to be a, at a roast hosted by Shaq's dick. <laughs> Go ahead, uh, gum stain, <laughs> eating out a grandma. God damn it! Get get tested, bruh. Uh, forbidden meat. <laughs> What was your lab grown? What, lab no, gro- in vitro. I've, I've got uh, lab grown meat, honey roasted Macaulay Culkin, <laughs> and great caulk. It's either it's either is that my Moby or in vitro meat production? Man, I think 
it's I I like <laughs> genocide in a Kleenex. No, we're not doing that. <laughs> I do. We're not making genocide jokes. This episode it's is brought really to you by Kleenex. We're not doing genocide jokes. We're not doing that. But it's, it's not a, really it's not, a genocide. It's not a real genocide. I'm drawing the fucking line. We're not using the word genocide in a hashtag. We gotta have some standards. We're not. Oh, do we? No. <laughs> We Daniel, literally, we literally just did, we literally just did an interview on race and systemic racism, and you want to use genocide as a hashtag. Okay, that's probably, that's probably fair. Yeah, that's probably fair. All right, I can't Thank believe you. I have to be the voice of fucking reason. Can we do Shaq T thirty two ounces in? That <laughs> <laughs> tastes like Pepsi. Wait, I, I got, here's a good sense. I kind of like cum stain on my Shaq T mats. <laughs> I, I can't believe honey roasted Macaulay Culkin. I can't. Pass no, that I out. can't believe we're gonna pass on. Is that my Moby or in vitro meat production? I we're think, really gonna pass I think, on. I think it's got to be eating out of grandma. <laughs> Jesus Christ! It's so on brand. <laughs> you know what happened in MCL too. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that one. You win. It's got to be some club. <laughs> you win. It's like the Biolite Club. For, yeah, but for, for old MCL people at MCL. Oh, God. Ugh. Eating out a grandma. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Boy, that's a new level. Wow. Yeah, that's a, that's a new level. Hey, can you let your mongrel out before she pisses all over the carpet? All right, if you listen to this episode in its entirety, hit us up on social media with the hashtag, hashtag eating out a grandma. Um, <laughs> Boy, wow, <laughs> Jesus, boy, you know, just hearing it, it's pretty fucking bad. You made a huge mistake. Uh, my name is Michael. Uh, I'm ah! MJ Basinger on Twitter. What did you? What just happened? My name is Michael Basinger. Like, I don't know why. Like we're just starting all yeah. over. Yeah. What are we doing? What a mess. Twitter.com. I say uh, if you want to go ahead pre-order Sharon's book. Uh, no, nope. Lisa, Lisa Sharon Harper, not Lisa Sharon. Sharon Harper's book. Uh, fortune uh, twitter.com slash passage podcast you can get a uh, you can enter to win a free copy We're, she's going to be back on the podcast I think yeah, I hope. yeah we'll let, let the book to herself a bit I fall. mean she taught I, I learned eight new things in that interview like eight things that was just like oh fuck I've never thought about that yeah. Re- regarding our hashtag Ash Glenn just wrote that's some dry humor <laughs> Well, we're not the worst people around here, apparently. Uh, not by the time I'm done. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Nope. <laughs> nope. You fucking leave right now. God oh, damn. Jesus Christ. I'm very Brad. excited right now. Wanna be inside your heaven? To the place we've got